one ain't none of my business, but it seems the shit between your man boy and got out of hand. I'ma kill every one of them Compton motherfuckers. Your people scared. They ain't trying to be out on the corner selling right now. It's fucking up our whole business. Yeah, we here, man. Finally, it's us. Yeah, it's us. Better than us. Yeah. First, this, this is uh, officially the Grams of Snow podcast, <laughs> which, just to let y'all know. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Six <laughs> hates that name. I don't um, hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. Six hates that name. We went back and forth, and I told her straight up, man, if you don't got a better idea, we, ro- we rolling you with it. You can't have a problem you don't have a solution for, absolutely. That's a fact. So, so... Let me explain that name, right? Grams of Snow, obviously, for anybody, any of my dope boys, any of my, you know what I mean? Oh, brother. Any of my runners out there. that uh, The runners have no idea what you're talking about. Well, go ahead. Okay, well. They I take mean, a bag, put it in their pocket, and go. Okay. Well, that's the part of the transaction I want to be. I don't want I don't want to get my don't hands into Don't ever ask it. to be a runner ever again. Don't ever ask to be a runner? Nope. Okay. A so runner's what, not who you want to be. Oh Well, okay. Look, I want to be part of the transporting side of things if they i were make to considerably much more money than a runner that okay so my assumption was a runner was part of the transportation side of things but now you're transportation me. and running aren't the same okay i want to be part of the transportation Got side it. of things so so um anyway we ain't even introduce ourselves man it's a real nigga treasy <laughs> aka grand bam bigelow <laughs> Graham, Bam, Big- that was <laughs> hard though, right? That was hard though, right? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Graham, Bam, Bigelow. My- <laughs> hey, my name is Six. You've heard my voice before. I still don't have social media, so yeah, aka that. Alicia Keys, and we ain't talking piano, man. He's gonna do this every week. Yeah, by we got we gotta have the hard ass, dr- you know, drug deal. We talking about snowfall, man. So we gotta have drug dealer names, man. I mean, this is my reality, so like, I don't. All right, edit that. allegedly that's your reality allegedly not anymore i've grown up yeah yeah but uh this is the grams of snow podcast where we uh plan to break down every single episode of season four of snowfall and and if it's successful we may go back and do seasons one through three i'm with the shits okay i'm 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 with the shits too but we, we you know we had to do this man like uh snowfall is one of those shows that one of those very few shows that me and Six both agree with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because she doesn't fuck with the wire, and I don't fuck. With why her do you continue? To no, because why do that's you important. You tell that lie because that's important. I have never said I don't fuck with the wire. You said it was mid. <laughs> Are we gonna get into that? Are we gonna get out the way now? I mean, because that's not we what here. happened. You that's, said it was mid. That's not what happened. My nigga, look, you said would you? Would, so I'm gonna. Ex- I have think I have explained this on every podcast or conversation I've been with you about. Okay. I do not think that the wire is mid. So just for background, I did not watch, I'm 31, I did not watch The Wire when it came out or even until what, two and a half, three years ago? If that. Was when I started to watch The Wire from the from beginning. Right. So it did not hit as hard as it did back then because none of that shit was groundbreaking anymore. It was an amazing show. One of my favorite things is how well they took care of the characters, right? They were, it was a very good show, but it didn't hit like that. Like it's, it's, it's a good show. It didn't change my life. Yeah. Okay. I guess you had to be there at the time because there's a lot of shit that's antiquated, like pagers and pay phones. And not even just that. Like even talking about the corrupt government isn't a revelation. 
Well, it's not a revelation. It was a revelation then to see it on TV. To, okay. It's it not is. a revelation there now. It is. <laughs> but, okay. I, I see it. I see it. Because yeah. that's the same way I feel about like Citizen Kane. Right. Which this is going down a rabbit hole that our listeners probably don't care they about. They don't but, give a fuck. But long They're here story, to talk about Franklin Sanders. Long story short, she thinks the wire's mid. And then, you piece we, of but shit. we love Snowfall. And we talk about gangster shit all the time. She's. I am a gangster in real life, actually. Okay. Allegedly. But, wow. But the fact that she's one of the few people that I could talk about gangster shit with. We had to come correct with Snowfall season four. We it did a, a must. we did a Snowfall episode for my uh, kind of movie critics podcast. Which if you know if you're into another podcast that's about movies, kind of movie critics, you can get it on Google, you know, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. Stitcher, but we uh, Google Play, right, right. And uh, so you came on that podcast with Leon Bossbag. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Leon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? It was just us three, right? Um, and J Rod. And J Rod. Oh, that's right. I forgot J-Rod. about J. Shout out to J Rod. Uh, and then we had sex podcast. Yeah. Um, and that was a, the snowfall episode was a really good episode. Twice. So um, I was in the shower one day and was just like, yo, I got to do a podcast about snowfall season four. And six was the first person I hit up about it. And she said, yes, right off the rip. So here Duh. we are. Here we the fuck are grams of snow. And the reason why we call it that is because we take the whole thing, right? Like a brick. We take the whole thing. And break it down into segments. I keep trying to tell him break a brick don't get grams. bust down that way. But... A, a, a brick does get bust down to grams. How you think it hits the streets? Okay. What did it get bust down to? Do you think? What did it get bust down to? Do you think that it goes from a fucking brick to a gram? Does it have any stops in between? Which stop are I we? Mean, if are we got, runners? Because okay. I don't agree to be a runner. If you sell, okay, maybe you sell O's. All right, so boom. So you break but down. But it ain't called O's or snow, ounces. right? This it's ain't not, called quarter keys or snow. It's called grams. I never, listen, I'm not yeah, a. grams of snow. I'm not a runner, bro. Just make me feel like a runner sometimes. Listen, but it's it okay. goes from I'm brick, not a producer. It's all right. It's, the, it's, it's called symbolism. You got, let me produce it, right? <laughs> it's called symbolism. Fine, right? fine. Symbolism. We take a whole brick and then we break, we break it, it down, down into grams mm. to give to distribute but it to i'm the not people. the real but i'm allegedly a gangster right but i'm the person who understands okay that's fine let's go all right man i'm a square ass nigga. That, it ain't no it ain't no secret <laughs> about that i'm a square ass nigga but anyhow um i i anticipate a lot of good conversations uh about this season um we're gonna try to bring you some good hot takes some good structures hopefully bring out some we're gonna argue we're good we're definitely gonna fucking argue, we're gonna I, argue. I, I can see a few of those coming yeah. I can see a few of those coming. Uh, but hopefully we do shed some sort of perspective that maybe you haven't seen or didn't catch uh, because we really here to analyze this shit. Right? We all Louis to the bullshit, baby. We all Louis to the bullshit. Let's go. Well, um, yeah, let's do it. Let's step on it. Get it? <sighs> Kilos being moved. It was steady for a while, but then the shootings ramped up and folks got nervous. You can forget about growth. We barely keeping up with the buy. All right, so first things first, when you get a brick, well, I, I would imagine first things is first, right? Like, I, I've never bought a brick before, but I would imagine if you go to a transaction where where you could buy said bricks, mm-hmm. you would want to weigh them, right? Would you want to weigh them? You'd want to weigh the brick at some point in time to make sure it's a thousand grand. Usually when you go get it, it's, it's allegedly what happens That's what when I'm you saying. go get it, it's weighed in front of you. It's like weighed you walk away. Right, yeah. right. But, but like, you know, well, even when you go to break it down, I guess you got to weigh it, right? Because... What, what, what Biggie say? 996 grams, you need FOMO? Yeah. So you don't want to be four grams short on the brick, right? Absolutely. Okay. So we don't do five stars. We don't do thumbs up here. What we're going to do is we, we're going to rank the episodes by how they weigh, okay? I, I'm only going to break this down to people the first time. Okay. The first episode. And after this, you know, I'm just going to assume you listen to every, you know, the first episode to listen to two, three, four, five. Bear with so, us. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of explaining this go around. So- 
And I hope I got these measurements right. Since you the since you the brick queen. I'm gonna let queen, you know if you didn't. Since you Alicia Keys, Alleg- the brick queen. Allegedly, God allegedly. damn. Allegedly, yeah, you the brick queen. So wow. Um, all right. So our weighing system, an eighth. That means the episode is trash, right? An eighth of a key. A quarter brick means that the episode was decent, mid. You know, kind of like how Six feels about the wire. That's a quarter brick. Half a brick means the episode was good. It's good money, right? You could do a lot with half a brick, right? Allegedly. Depends on how you bust it down. Depends on how you what? Bust it down? Oh, now you can bust it down. Allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Allegedly. But if you got a whole brick. Hey. Okay. In the words of OJ, the juice (laughs) bed. You good money. Jackpot. That's what you want. That's an excellent episode. So we're going to weigh in our episodes at the beginning of every episode. Episode one, season four, Snowfall. How does it weigh to you? Episode one was half a brick. Hey, okay. Half, half a brick, a brick for episode one. It was one. half a brick. It was half a brick. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what would have made it a full brick for you? A whole thing. A uh, bird. A chicken. I know. That's not what. Okay. <laughs> no, that is. A no, chicken. no. My dough boy's going to back me up on this one. But chicken, that. Okay. A chicken. Um, yeah, it's chicken. Okay. chicken yeah, is a, I know. A chicken's a, a bird, I right? I know. Uh, it's I poultry, know. right? Yeah. Okay. That's, <laughs> I know. that's a whole thing. That's what we're going to tell these people. Yes, absolutely. Um, It just, it was. The first episode standalone, and I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, the first and second came out together. Right. So, but standalone, it was a little incomplete. I would have been very upset had that come out by itself when the second episode didn't come on. Interesting. Okay. Because there, it was just the opening, right? Like you got some really intense stuff, mm-hmm. but no explanation. Okay. Okay. All right. So it was half a brick to you. All right. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. For yeah. me, um. Damn, I wish there was a. I'm, I'm sure there's a measurement in between half a brick and a whole brick. Um, I'm, I'm gonna put this one as a whole brick. I think episode one was a whole brick, fam. Yeah. Like it, it came out gunning. It came out swinging. I think it, it felt like it picked right back up from the energy from off of the end of season three. Yeah. Um, they and hit the ground fucking running. They hit the ground running. And this nigga Scully. So it was a very strong episode. <laughs> um, I was engaged the entire time. Phone down. That don't happen that, that that often. Phone down, engaged. So I'm gonna give episode one a whole brick. Six gave it half a brick. So so it, you know we good money. The the episode yeah. was obviously good money. It, it ain't you know, stepped on. Depending yeah. on to our it, it, once. I, it ain't stepped on. See, you're starting to embrace the slangonology. The, the, the slang what? The slangonology. The slangonology. The slangonology. Yeah. The, the the nomenclatures. Oh. Is, is was that the proper term? Nomenclature. Nomenclature. Yes. Slangonology was not. Slang. Well, you know, when you when you're in a dope game, you got to have things very coded, so that way, you know, you got to talk in parables and things like that. Slangonology is your code word. Slang. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw me the slangonology. You know what I mean? You know, I, I could have just put in a whole order right there with slangonology, and and the feds would have no clue. This is why you produce films. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's why I produce films. Yeah. And you're so good at it. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate that compliment. No, honestly. Yeah. I appreciate that for real. All right, well uh let's really bust it down now. All right. All right. I'm trying to deal with this man boy Scully shit. I ain't no dealing with those motherfuckers. Only thing you can do is stay out the way and be glad they ain't coming at us. Uh episode one got straight into it, man. The very first scene, uh they show Franklin getting ready for a funeral. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got the uh, lobby Sifri joint. The I got the blues playing the shit that uh, uh, Jay Z sample for Streets is watching. Mm-hmm. You got that plan. I felt like it was a very fitting. Uh, That's a fun part of the show. Even if you go back, listen to all of the samples. Uh huh. I want to make a playlist out of that. 
You should make a playlist I out think of that. I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was subscribed to that joint. Yeah. Uh, so Franklin's getting ready for the funeral. Um, the uh, he still fucked up. He's still fucked up, right? So, like, so the yeah. time in between is pretty is pretty slim. Yeah. Right. So, well, I, well, I don't know how slim, because a lot has changed. A lot. You're right. A lot has changed. They and they kind of they had a whole operation running. And, it was a bunch of bread. Right. Niggas got their own territory. So if you had to, if you had to guess, because I don't remember them saying, if you had to guess, how much time was in between end of season three and, and top of season four? If I'm guessing. It feel like six to twelve weeks. Like it don't feel long. It, you're right. It's no more than three months, but it has to be at least ninety days. Cause right. Okay. All right. So we'll 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 say that maybe like two three months somewhere somewhere yeah. around that. Um, he's getting ready for a funeral, so obviously you know bodies. Some you know bodies are dropping. You know that's the sensibility that I got for that. Uh, he opens up a letter, and I didn't really read the letter, but it looked like the letter was an old letter from what was his next door neighbor name? The girl. Mel. Mel. It, it looked like uh, the it letter was, a, was. It was a letter from Mel. It was a letter from Mel. Did you yeah. did you like read that by any chance? No. Or any like highlights? I, I don't from think it? It, you could really read it. All you really saw was love Mel. Love Mel. Okay. Yeah. So obviously the nigga he's very nostalgic about this bitch, even though she shot him three times. Is it nostalgic? I mean, what what else would it be if you still? Listen, if I got shot three times by a bitch, I'm throwing away all the letters. Man, she, she was wrote. a cokehead and he stayed with her. Crackheads, not even a coke. Yeah, yeah. She was a plug. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that's Come a on. fact. He loved her in real life. That's a fact. So he really do love her, right? Yeah. This nigga's a and she clean sucker, now, bro. so who know? We'll well, get he there. don't. He don't know that though. Right, he don't know that. Yeah, but he don't know she clean. Yeah. Okay. Or does he? Maybe he does. I doubt it though. I doubt it though. I mean, yeah, he'd I, be somewhere in love. That yeah, was the case. I, I'd imagine. Yes, no we love him for it, but so that we get in and out that scene. Um, so he goes straight to visit the club, uh, Louis Club. And this is where it starts getting interesting for me. Who else but Louis is Come in charge? Louis, Who else but Louis? I'm so glad Louis. Is. I love Louis. Aunt man. Louis to the bullshit. That's my boo. Yeah, Louis, I love her. Louis, that nigga, man. I love her to death, man. Listen. Um. So you know, obviously, uh, this is this is his first foray back into the game, right? Like well, we called him up, said, "Look, this is where we got this. This is where we got this. What's been going on? Yep. Everybody getting their payments. We discovered Nick still getting paid out. Yep. Officer Nick's." But minding his little business, he ain't causing no issues. Right. She let him know shit been running. Bring your ass back here. But everything's like you left it. Yes. But she said something that was very important. I feel like we're going to have to like we have to keep this thing in the back of our mind. You know, they're still getting their product from Reed. Yep. Um, but she she brought up the fact that the market is very saturated. It's a lot of niggas with cocaine yep. out here. She said the only reason why we still have our power is because of the price and the purity of the mm-hmm. cocaine that we're getting. But she made it a point to say, if for any reason that shit changes, we fuck. The only reason we got any sense of power or control is how cheap we get in Reed's product. Any change in price or purity, we got real problems. But but to me, that was the biggest takeaway from from mm-hmm. the 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 you know the the price and the purity and the fact that shit has been mad hazardous. As Jerome came in and said. Has been very hazardous holding down their their territory. So uh, I'm assuming that like it, it's a lot of niggas that was trying to encroach in their territory, basically. And I think even more than that, this has always been too much for Jerome. He just wanted to have his little Radio Shack esque. Yeah. Well, he was selling weed, right? He didn't. He did not mean to become a kingpin of coke. Like yeah. that's not, he did it on accident. That's not his thing, man. He, he wanted he, to sell he, his little radio, sell his little tweeds. <laughs> And move on. He wanted, like, he wanted to do push-ups yeah. and smoke mid. 
Right. You know what right. I mean? And play like, some spades and he shit. He don't even want no good weed. Like, he just want his little, you know. That's a fact. He could still, because in that way, you could still live in the neighborhood. You could still jamming have a relationship. Jerome's. Jamming That's what it's called. Fucking jamming Jerome. That's all he wanted to do. No, nah, he's, he's a visionary on the low, jamming Jerome. Because little does he know, hip hop is about to really yeah, take yeah. over. Yeah, for, yeah. Them speakers going to mean something in a second. The Okay, so uh, so she so Louis catches him up on the business. Mm-hmm. His mad money everywhere. They, first of all, they didn't do a good job of hiding the money. It's just on the shelf in the in, just in on the janitor's a fucking closet. Sh- <laughs> fam. No one put a code in anywhere. Louis walked in the back, opened the door, and there was. I'm like, hey, is this like a walk-in freezer just full of money? Like, yeah, that just was, full of money. And man. Franklin, bless his heart, was like, I know y'all ain't fucking been to Panama, so where is this money at that you should not have here? Right. Like, it's just sitting right inside the janitor's closet. My nigga. Like, uh, nah, Louis Wild for that. Play a club, Louis, in the 80s. Like, niggas is getting high. Yeah. Like, you can't just have this back here. That's a, you could, you, on the low, on a popping night, somebody could be looking for the bathroom and accidentally walk into that room. Like, that's how that room, and that's now, the vibe that room gave me. And now everybody in the club got to die. You see what you I'm see saying? Because you don't got no cameras. You got plenty of speakers. Jam and Jerome got the shit lit with speakers. You don't now got I no got to barricade the front door and ain't nobody leaving till I feel better. Yeah, Louis, Louis lose points for that. I ain't going to hold you. Nah, Louis relax. lose points for that. We still Aunt Louis to the bullshit. Yeah, no, no. We love her. I love her. She's thought so you, fine. Do you think you could have got away with Aunt Louis money, though? What you mean? Do you think that you're going to steal from Aunt Louis and be okay? As a matter of fact, I do. Who that club used to belong to? That oh, club looked familiar, don't no, it? No, it's true. That's oh. true. That's true. Yeah, but I think I'm going to walk away from And that, all she though. did was hurt Louis' feelings. <laughs> yeah. What you think gonna happen? You steal from Louis. Yeah, Louis is okay. You hurt Louis feelings. She gonna get you fucking off to make it look like a suicide and then steal your club. Damn. Nah, Louis is a I am Aunt Louis to the bullshit at all times. Louis 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 low key might be like motherfucking uh Griselda Blanco on the low. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she might be on the low. Okay. I try to tell y'all. Alright, so boom. We leave from there. We're into the meeting with uh Franklin, uh Teddy and Oso. Um what are the takeaways from that episode? Or no, no, we go to the funeral after that, I thought. No, no, no. Well, it, so they do something that's really dope. Like, we go to the meeting, and then the, in the meeting, they, they, they kind of like, yeah, they kind of flash into the, because they use him being at the funeral, talking to Scully, and then going going to the barbershop, talking to Drew, talking to Man Boy, to kind of bring us up to speed. But it was all encapsulated gotcha. in that conversation. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Because, no, no, you're good, because the way they did it was really dope. So, but... um. So we we learn in that meeting right off the rip that he's walking around with a whole with lerp, which is uh what they call it what do you call it a long range, uh recon patrol, which, mm-hmm. you know, um from my understanding, my little bit of research, uh lerp, uh long range recon patrol is basically the people that you send deep into enemy territory to win a war. Yeah. So this nigga's a real life mercenary. Yeah. Okay. They're kind of like peaches, I guess. Peaches to some degree. My fucking nigga peaches. Yeah. We're going to get into peaches, bitch ass, in a second. but Bitch ass? Peaches? I'm just mad at peaches right now. Peaches still that nigga. But peaches, where was you when Franklin House got robbed last season? We ain't got to talk about that right yeah. now. I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that like, yeah, there's a couple. Of, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. See what I'm saying? Like, so he introduces Lerp. Um, and you know he's you know he's basically saying to Teddy, I'm back in the game, right? right? So that's what this that's what this scene is about. Um, the war is full fledged at this point. Um, the actual war, not in the city. The actual well, war. No, the well both. Yeah. I guess it's symbolic. Oh, well, yeah. The streets and the, yeah. and, and the the Iran Contra situation. Yeah, niggas um, died who ain't ever died before. That's a fact. Um, so Teddy Teddy suggests, <laughs> why don't you do you if you know the players? Why don't you just help squash the beef? Teddy. Well, he's not wrong, right? 
Like as a businessman, you know, Teddy's a businessman, you know, and that seems he like he brought the, it around though. He did bring he, it around. He did bring it around. He did bring it around. Ain't nobody did. listening to him, but he did bring it around. He did bring it around. But I mean, that's sensible, right? Like, like, can't you just squash the beef? Mm-hmm. That's that's a sensible thing to ask, right? But I think that if we're being real, he only asked that just to see, just to make sure that he said the right thing first, because he knew that's not gonna pop. Like, yeah, yeah. I, so I guess it's kind of. But a he disclaimer. has to say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yo, all right. Did you? Did I you, said the right thing. Cool. Now, what you really should do is get these motherfuckers <laughs> to kill one another. <laughs> right. But so it's interesting. So so he goes. So they show him like the the flashback at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to squash the beef. You know, he he, he brings it up to Scully. My nigga Scully. Scully ain't he ain't trying to hear it. Scully alludes, yo, I'll fuck with Stacy, bro. <laughs> I forever see him and Stacy in the wood, bro. I knew this show was finna pop when Scully looked Franklin dead in his eyes at How hard you think it was for them to get that Jesus nigga to stay on that cross? Yo. I said, Oh bitch, it's a party. Yo, that nigga was fixated for sure on the crucifixion. <laughs> I feel Stay with me. Just let's see if I'm right okay. in the next coming episodes. Okay. I feel like relig- I, f- I feel like at some point like a religious boom went hand in hand with the crack epidemic uh-huh. just because people trying to deal with it like his families. Right. And then what we see in Mel and what we see in Scully are opposite sides of that coin. I'm interested to see oh. how that plays out the rest of the season because Scully, I mean, I know we don't have we have limited exposure to it, but he seems fixated. Right. On religious punishment right and mel and mel does too but just in a more merciful and graceful way right okay and and you're saying that's attributed to what in the 80s like there was also a boom of religion and churches religion. and mm-hmm. things like that to match the crack epidemic you know black y- your grandmother start praying for you when you start smoking crack i imagine right. like is that when mega churches kind of started in yeah. the 80s mm-hmm. oh that's interesting um part partly to help with the you know, people who are coming down, who are rehabbing, who are homeless now, right. um, taking children. Like, that's... Megachurches started for a good reason. For a good reason, They okay. may have... Some of them may have, you know... Yeah, run into a different space. Right, right but they right. started... I'm not going to say to help crackheads, but it was, the timing matches it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But it's clear that Scully ain't with the motherfucking... And he ain't with squashing the shit. He, no. I think Mm-mm. it's wild that he is married to... Or he, his baby mama is fucking man boy sister. To mm-hmm. me, that's just a weird, funky ass love triangle right there. Or not love triangle, but like yeah. a, like a like a, a nasty, familiar, like yeah. a very Shakespearean triangle. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and we learned it when we met man boy, right? Like that's how we met Scully. That's how we met Scully. Scully introduced right. um, man boy introduced Scully as they needed someone in the territory. The nigga crazy, but my, his baby mama, my sister, right? And they were cool, right? Like you know, Scully is batshit fucking crazy, but they was cool. So yo, this is a perfect time for me to ask this, and I, I don't want to sound stupid, man. And I hope if you're listening, you ain't screaming at me on the other side of this. You probably are. Why the fuck are they warring in the first place? Okay, so I'm not tripping. So when you you remember him saying. It's all man boy's fucking fault. He won't shut his fucking mouth or yeah, some shit like that. he don't know how to shut his mouth. Yeah, I, I remember that. Because I remember like, right. And that happened. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is he mad at him? But only thing I, they don't ever really explain it to my knowledge. Only thing I remember is the end of season three, mm-hmm. there's a war. Right. And they're not on the same side. Remember how you could tell like, because, you know, the flashback comes in. In the yeah. beginning even, you see Jerome walking by. You see um, 
pop to call him Stacy, Scully and man boy facing each other and keep going past each other. You see like little kids die and all this shit. Like it sets you up for the funeral. Right. All these people dying. But man boy and Scully are not on the same team. They're not on the same team. Yeah. But I don't know what happened because they never were. They were, it was, they were always an opposing gang. So why all of a sudden is there an actual beef? Well, I mean, so the fact that, uh, so it's obvious that, well, it seems to be obvious. I'm not a Cali nigga, man. I don't, so I don't want to disrespect the gang culture mm-hmm. by any means. Um, but it seems like man boy is a, is a crip. He's from a crip set in, in a Compton crip set. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Stacy, excuse me, Scully is from an Inglewood blood set, right? Is that, is that what you get? He's, he's a blood, uh, man boy's a crip but i don't think i think it's deeper than that i don't think it's just like blood from what i understand i don't know from, if they're bloods and crips because they never say that explicitly and well, i don't see any flags they, so yeah you do so when they was walking like so at the end of season three when so when man boy pulled off they pulled off like in that blue cadillac or whatever it was he was hanging out the joint mm-hmm. he had on the blue jumpsuit but when when it's scully a dicky suit though like okay that's yeah. cool when scully and them was like walking towards and they did that ill ass shot where the camera yeah, yeah. Pe- with, with that drone's was such perspective. beautiful shooting they, oh my gosh they had red flags in they the did back. okay they did have red okay. bandanas in the back okay so, and, then, then, yeah. and then there was um then i, and, I don't disagree i just want to remain respectful like, right yeah and then later in the episode when when saint shows up at the thing at their projects with the guitar case like desperado <laughs> with the fucking sniper rifle uh, can the i joint. just say that i love franklin saint franklin yeah, he cool i fuck with him like, what do you mean in terms of like how he look I just, um, I am a reformed drug dealer lover. Yeah. So it just, he moves me. That's all. Okay. Yeah. I, I follow that. I, fu- I fuck with him. I fuck with him. He's a good looking kid, man. He's a good looking kid, mm-hmm. man. And uh, I, I like his disposition, how he handles shit. Mm-hmm. But when, when he came in with the gun, um, you know, because they had the shit set up like Fort, like <laughs> fucking like Fort Bragg. But did you also <laughs> notice he had a bunch of religious he painting did. on the walls? He did. That's why I'm following you mm-hmm. with this religious theme. Mm-hmm. But when his man opened the door, he was like, yo, blood, you guys see this. Okay. So, okay. so yeah, I'm yeah, assuming right. they're blood. So yeah. anyway, long story short, I don't really remember why they're warring. And I kind of have a theory about that because I'm, I'm, I'm very infatuated, not infatuated with gang culture, but I look at like the Bloods and Crip culture. That's still African-American history. Mm-hmm. Right, so and it I'm, started in good faith. It started in good faith. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very much a student of learning as much of that as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen one of one of my favorite documentaries of all time, um, um, Bastards of the Party, Bone Clay Sloan, the guy who played, uh, if you ever seen Training Day, yeah, the top Pyru nigga, okay, that was like Yo Alonzo. I, I appreciate yeah, yeah. that shit you did for my nephew. Yeah. That nigga, he's no, so he's a real Pyru nigga, okay. right? From the jungle, I know I love from him. the jungles. He, and he, so he did a documentary called uh, "Bastards of the Party," which is amazing. It was produced by Antoine Fuqua, who also directed. Training I feel like Day. I've seen that. And they, so he basically, the documentary explores sort of like the birth of the Bloods and the Crips, and kind of like what their beef is. But what's interesting about it is I have seen that. Yeah, he talks about trying to get to the root of what started the problems between like these sets Mm -hmm. and he was like yo it like he was like man from all the stories that i've heard i heard that it was over a leather jacket like all of this started over like a nigga got murdered over a leather jacket right and so the face that six aka alicia keys is giving me right now do you think the genesis of it i think that would be dope if it's true if we get to see that riff start so 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 in the in that way, I feel like this is kind of staying true to. Okay, so what struck me about Bone saying that is he was like, 
I think. He wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So that lets me know that there's a whole lineage of brothers and sisters that are indoctrinated in these gangs that are moving, but they have no idea of the inciting incident that started certain beefs. But somebody knows the truth, though. Somebody knows the truth, but but the like the like the idea of that that neighborhoods could be beefing for decades over a leather jacket over something that people are very unclear about Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what's happening here you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like it's like there's a problem here that i missed as a viewer but maybe it's just me missing it as a viewer and i'm pretty sure it's cocaine related but i don't know for fucking sure you know it's why i i don't think it has anything to do I don't think that Scully and Manboy's beef specifically, I say specifically, <laughs> specifically has anything to do with drugs or money. Really? I think that it was over a leather jacket. Something, something of that nature. Right. I, they're related. They're family. Mm. I think they may have gotten into an argument about Manboy's niece or his or Khadijah, who all of a sudden we see her all the time. She right. went over there before. We saw Scully a lot last season. Right. We saw Manboy a lot last season. Right. We didn't know Shorty's name. That's a fact. But now she's around. Like, is that new that she's there? Because last time we saw Scully's house, it was a nigga in the bathroom dying. Mm. So his daughter and his girl weren't there. Like, so did something happen familially? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think that it may parallel in that way, right? Like how we'll, we'll probably never know. We'll probably never know. But I think that's, it's the reason maybe it's a parallel. I like that. Maybe it's a parallel, that story of you don't even know why you're fighting. We don't even know why we're fighting. You don't even know what you're fighting about. Like here we are. Cause, cause you're to, to go off that documentary, even like I was saying, Bloods and Crips were not, they are, they are not. I choose to believe they're coming back into what they should be. They're not bad organizations. They started fighting one day. And they haven't stopped. Correct. Well, but they started to, to help their communities out of shit like this. Right. Well, the, well, the document, and not to go into a long-winded deep dive about the documentary, because it, it is really good. You should watch it. It's should, fire. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely watch it. Um, it kind of explained that, like, the Bloods started out of protection from the Crips. So the, the Crips started out as community reform. That, And I even think that was part of the accurate, acronym of... of of uh, it is. the Crips or like like community restoration something in progress or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll look um, it up on them. Uh, and then they changed one word like uh, they changed reform or restoration to like reform. It's, it's like they changed one word and that changed the entire energy of the Crips. And then they, you know, I guess things happened and then the bloods kind of uh, started as protection from crip sets you know what i'm saying because niggas who wasn't community revolution in progress there you go community revolution in progress and then they changed one word that completely fucked up the entire energy at least that's how the documentary explains it but again we're not here to do the deep dive on that but you should watch it it's you a good should. it's a good complimentary piece to this um but yeah i just thought that was interesting is that uh this sort of parallels it in that way you got a bunch of niggas killing each other and nobody even fucking knows yeah why that is but what so. we do know that Scully is quite upset. Scully's crazy. Now, let me ask you a question. Scully is obviously, you know, he's, he, it doesn't sound like you can talk Scully off the ledge. Right? I think that you could. I think that Scully, I think that Scully is batshit crazy. He is not stupid. He's not stupid. That's a fact. So Scully's you could talk stupid. him down if it made sense, but if it don't make sense, we. But this nigga, we in church. He had a funeral. He cursing. He he basically saying fuck that nigga. They kill one of. It's it's kind of different because one of his a couple of his got killed. Yeah. So it's a little different in that. And way. they were close, like his family and they're crying. There you go. So so I think it's kind of hard to talk him off the ledge. However, juxtaposition to that, I feel like man boy 
I feel like man boy could withdraw from this with no problem. Do you get that sensibility? Like he's not really invested in the war. He's more invested in if that nigga come after me, he going to die. Yeah. I feel like man boy is very pragmatic in that sense. Okay. So I feel like he can be talked off the ledge of anything. Like it just, I don't think he cares about much as long as he making his money. Yeah. I think he more business than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, we on the same page about that. Um, uh, so yeah, Teddy uh, basically goes on to tell him a long story about the, the you know Middle East and Russians and the oil pipelines and basically the CIA staging a coup to change leadership um, to somebody who was the lesser of two evils. They basically explain to you how the United States government gets other governments to kill each other. Yeah, very much, and that's it, what it is. And even more specifically, from a from a film perspective, that that pretty much just explained the entire. Uh, plot First episode, of, of, yeah. well, plot of Sicario. If you ever seen Sicario, yes, yeah, Sicario was like one of the best drug movies that came out in the late in the two thousand tens. So um, good, but yeah, that was pretty much it too. It was like, yo, there's the Col- you, Colombians are doing cocaine, you, you know, bringing in coke. The Mexicans are bringing in coke. The Mexicans are crazy as fuck. We do good business with the Colombians. So if there's gonna be anybody supplying it, we'd rather do business with the Colombians because we can control them. Yep. So, so that that's kind of what that conversation was reminiscent to me. Um, all right, bet. So, moving on from that, we get introduced to Irene Abi. Is that how you pronounce her name? Abi, Irene Abi, the 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 journalist. Yeah, that well, that's the, just that bitch. Like the, I don't the know. Asian lady. The bitch from the from the fucking Herald. Her yeah, that nosy asshole. That yeah. nosy asshole. Yeah, and right off the rip, you could. She's a diehard journalist. She's very she persuasive. Die? Yeah, she is. She is. You oh, know, no, she's not going to die. No, I'm going to tell you why she is. So here's my theory about that. Nick's going to kill you, right? No, nah, Nick's. Potentially, maybe, maybe. But I think it's going to be bigger than that. I think Irene Abbey. So we know that Snowfall is some has somewhat historical context. Mm-hmm. All this shit really happened. Yeah. So it's sort of revisionist history in a sense, right? Yeah. Irene, to me, represents Gary Webb. Are you familiar with Gary Webb's story? Yes. Okay. Okay. So okay. anybody who's not familiar with Gary Webb, he was the guy that pretty much he was the journalist um, uh, in, in the Rick Ross story, the freeway Ricky Ross, not not Rick not Ross from Miami, <laughs> not the rapper. I'm going to say the rapper. Um, the <laughs> um, she he was instrumental in uncovering the fact that the CIA was involved in bringing cocaine into mm-hmm. America. And he mysteriously died from two gunshot wounds, you know, two gunshot wounds to the head, and it was deemed a suicide. So obviously, it was a fucking hit. Um, I think I feel like listen to that. Oh, hold on. The American government tried to convince you that somebody shot themselves in the head twice. Twice, my nigga. That's fine. Yeah, in it, the front of the head too. In the front of the head. Yeah. Like it, that was that was execution shot. That was for sure execution shot. So to <laughs> to me, just looking at like um, how thorough of an investigator she is. I feel like her story is is the symbolic version of Gary Webb's. So having so I can ride with that as long as she does. Yeah, in that in that case, she's gonna she's gonna uncover because as you and we'll get there. She she's very journalistic. Like she's like she's, she's the a liar. she's the follow. Oh, she's a fucking li- right. Okay, is she from Crenshaw or no? No, bro. Thank you, thank you. I was like, man, huh. That's an episode two. We can oh, okay. Out. So we getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that's episode, an episode two. two. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly we watched them both at the same time, so it's hard to separate church. Yeah, right, that's why right. I keep looking like, okay, when did I say? Because I I notated here. Right. Right. Okay, right. Episode two. Like, right. Well, 
No, nah, no, nah, she says it at the end of this episode. They're in the um No, nah, she says it when she sits down and talks to Melody. She because Melody asked her, um Melody asked her, uh, you know, like why does this mean anything to you? And she was like, Because it seems like nobody cares about the death of your father. And I was raised in Crenshaw. You know what I'm saying? So like like and I see the I see it falling apart. That was kind of like the line that she used to 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 what seems to be what seems like get Melody on board. We don't know for sure, but it seems like Melody probably spilled the beans. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so that was at the end of episode one. Um, but she's a hard-nosed journalist. She's very persuasive. And something that I peeped. She is not from Crenshaw. Yeah, she's definitely not. I don't think she's from Crenshaw. But something that I peeped in, in her introductory scene um, is that when she doesn't get her way, she gets nasty. Did you peep that on that phone call? Yeah. When she doesn't get her way, she gets nasty. Even the way she was treating the little boy helping her. Yeah. Like, she, bitch, who the fuck are you talking? She's a fuck bitch. But in, but I can't in wait t- till she dies. In typical, in, I, I'll say this though, you know, from a from a television standpoint, when you're trying to make us have sympathy for a monster, you introduce a bigger monster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's you know like when you look at, when you look at Menace to Society, it's like. Kane a bad guy, right? But O-Dog was off the fucking chain. So Kane looked like a good guy <sighs> next to O-Dog. <laughs> right, right. So it's kind of that thing. All right. So um, Oso and Reed and Tijuana, they little avocado truck. I don't know why, but I love Gustavo with every... I just want to take care of him. Yeah. I need him to be okay. And I don't know why. I love him so much. Yeah. And they keep fucking with my man. They like, I just... Dead. He just be quiet and just want to move his little drugs and live his little life. Like yeah. he already lost love of his life twice now. Yeah, twice. Like, now. yeah. Then here come these fuck ass cops. Right. When they down there and they just got avocados, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. And I mean, avocados that covering up mad bricks, that. I mean, <laughs> you're supposed to ask all them questions. I paid Hefe Kala and here you come yeah. telling me he going. It sounded like they was getting off cheap with Kala though. I ain't gonna hold you. Once they got into the numbers, I was like, fam. <laughs> They was they was getting away with murder. That's probably why Carla's out of there. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's completely what uh, Fuente said. Yeah. yeah, that's why this nigga because he's small minded. That's small minded. Uh, um, so yeah, basically we learned avocado truck front for mad drugs. That's how they're transporting. That's it was very lazy to be perfectly honest. It was. You just put like ten avocados in a crate and put a brick, two bricks in between that. Well, I mean, they didn't really have to before, right? Like, I think that, well, I think what that tried to depict was. You move drugs out of Mexico. Like, that's not a secret. Like, you pay off the cops. That's why they were so surprised to even be getting pulled over. Right. And right. that's why Reed was audacious enough to go, okay, you just want me to pay. Here you go. Right. We have a deal, but leave me alone here. Yo, like, you call him Reed? Yeah. Is it, is it Reed or Teddy? Both. Remember, he? the problem was he had like four different aliases. Oh, Teddy right. is his real name. Right. Okay. Reed is his alias. Like, his wife and his kid, his wife calls him Teddy. His daddy called him Teddy. That's, but he goes by Reed. Because I, I was like, damn, I thought his name was Reed. And then I heard him say Teddy. And I was like, what? It's like also Gustavo. It just depends on what you prefer. Right. Yeah. And how you met him. Yeah. yeah I yeah. met him as Gustavo and went no, back. No, we met him as El- Oh, that's right. Remember, I, I watched season El- three also. first and then I went back. Right. So he was already Gustavo in my head. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Thank you for clarifying that. Because I was like, I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. All right. So Teddy's his real name. Teddy's his real name. Yeah. And Reed is the get money name. The, yeah, yeah. The CIA name. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. So boom. Um uh franklin goes to the projects to meet up with leon right trying to get leon and back leon on the is mickey fucking 15. hey leon's fucking <laughs> leon's leon fucking is. 
He, well, he got dressed pretty quick, so he he was either full. He was, he was fucking through his dick fully, hole, bro. Right, he was fucking fully clothed in the champion sweats. Child. Nigga came out, pulled the little dog chain. Jump. Fat boy said, oh. "No, they been fucking for a while. Yeah, he, I can go get him. I can go get him." <laughs> Fat boy, funny man. He like the most non-street street nigga I've ever seen in my life. My favorite kind. <laughs> but, but like, he just don't even look like he like more of a square than me. He will blow know. your fucking head off. I don't know. I don't buy it. But Damn. we in television land, so I, I let yeah. it ride. Um. He's definitely fucking. Uh, he's turned the projects into a gold mine, um, which obviously, when you turn the projects to a gold mine, it looks like that didn't feel wireish to you. It I felt have very so wire-ish. many parallels. We might have to do a segment next episode about all my parallels to the wire that I found. That's funny because um, uh, shout out to Martin the Mill man from the Kind of Movie Critics crew. He put that in our group chat. He was like, "Yo, I feel like Snowfall copying off the wire." Because Franklin like, is Stringer Bell, and nobody can tell me different. He might be somebody else later, but right now he's Stringer Bell. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's definitely Stringer Bell-ish. He's Stringer when Avon went away. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 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 I don't think he's as gutter as as, as Stringer. That's why we got Aunt Louie. Right. Damn, okay. Okay, I'm riding with it. I'm riding with it. But I thought the show was mid to... You did think the show was. I mad. never said that. All right. You said it. I got the text, but we could we good. You are making this up. All right, we good. All right, we good. As long as you don't call me a motherfucking liar, we good. You are making this up. <laughs> I would never call you a liar. A liar is someone who lies by habit. This particular story you're telling yeah. just happens to not be the truth. It happens to not be the truth. Okay. Yeah. All right, we gonna let it slide because we not we just not a wire podcast. But Boy. Uh, um, projects was jumping. Franklin wants him back on the team. And as he should, Leon was the muscle, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you know, <laughs> Franklin cursed him the fuck out in that car last season. He deserved it. He did, but I also under, you know, here's the thing, man. Leon's he a killer, man. He a shooter, man. And they always wild sensitive. They love to pretend like they thugs, and they be crying all the goddamn time. Yeah, but also they don't understand all that political shit, bro. If I don't like you, I'm if, if I don't like you, I'm trying to kill you. You know what I mean? And Franklin, Franklin is and very much. Like, one left hand don't know what the right hand doing. But Leon want to talk too much. Then you got to pick a side. Yeah. Like you, you want to enforce some shit or you want to think through some shit. And it seems like in the beginning, Franklin was cool with Leon thinking, and he was trying to help him learn how to think. Because Franklin know that he can't. Every time Franklin had to shoot somebody, he almost died his damn self. Like he, this not, this yeah. not his body. Yeah. He know he need Leon, right. but Leon seemed to want to be somebody. He's like, all right, well then let me teach you how to be somebody. This don't make no sense. Okay. But you can't you can't act like a shooter and want to be a beat a nigga like that's not how that works. Gotcha. You're gonna pick a side. Okay, so so you're from you're of the thought that like Leon just need to shut the fuck up and, and do it and, and do what Saint tell him to do. Or get from under Saint. Or do what? Or get from or under get from Saint. Saint. Like, and that's what he did. Yeah, like Yeah, that's what he did. How is that from, working out? Well, I mean, it was working out till it wasn't. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it was working out till it wasn't. Shit okay. stepped on like a Britney Spears <laughs> dance, <dog>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Franklin, don't, he ain't with the shits. He ain't trying to drive for Frank. He ain't trying to drive. Excuse me, Leon ain't with the shits. He ain't trying to drive Franklin around. That's pretty much what he made clear. Yeah. All right, so um, uh, I think from there we go back to we go back to Tijuana, right? In the jail, mm-hmm. um, the Avocado Kings get let out, and they talk to the new, literally the new chief, in, well, the new sheriff in town, the, the new, new chief F. In town. right? Um, uh, Oscar Fuentes, who is. A nigga with a slick back. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I knew I didn't like him. But his disposition is I like his disposition because you could tell he like he like he 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 a grenade. You know what I'm saying? Like That's he, a problem in a cop. Well, a cop in Tijuana though, you know That's the, a bigger problem there because he can't get in trouble. Exactly. So so you know, pretty much as the movies depicted, pretty much like cops, you know, in Tijuana usually are underneath the thumb of some cartel some cartel right because obviously avocados cannot make your whole motherfucking economy avocados and bananas okay avocado they're delicious are you kidding me yeah but you pay what 69 cents for them motherfuckers no and that's retail a dollar 50 tops you paying for a motherfucking avocado yeah but then you need one every day like it just we don't talk about that the price of avocados is too much but yeah but that's retail six whatever what you think they gonna wholesale for my nigga And then you got to sell them shits within like five days of them shits harvesting, my nigga. No, not the good one. Not the good one? Okay, I'm not an avocado. I mean, I love avocado, but I don't know how to grow that motherfucker. So you, you might be telling me something. All right, it's so cool. They sell them like very before ripe. Like, you know. Very before ripe? But again, no, like it's Coke. It's not avocado, right? Like it's Coke. It's There's seven avocados to cover the boxes. Like I There you go. That's what know. I'm trying to say. It's like. You gotta sell drugs, man. If you, you 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 know you're poor like Max, like Tijuana. You right? sell drugs, a pussy, pick one. There it is. All right. So it's clearly he's in the he's in the drug game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he referred to uh, he referred to Oso as uh, El Pocho. What's El Pocho? I don't know. El Pocho. El Pocho. Oh, uh, and then he referred to obviously um, Teddy as El Gringo, which is pretty the white much like boy. White, white boy, yeah. Um, El Pocho is that like kind of like somebody who left Mexico I speak Dominican Spanish let me find out yeah that uh, I, it kind of felt like if you're calling him white boy and you're the you're the dude that's with the white boy I guess you're kind of trying to say like you know like oh the nigga who think he American but he's Mexican oh it's like people who leave okay so yeah. uh, so alright so I'm kind of right yeah. uh, look at that I kind of fake speak Spanish it's like motherfuckers who go out far and don't come back right um but it's clear. It's clear. So in this in this particular scene, it's clear that also ain't with the shits. He he's seen this before. He knows what this is. He's not playing with these niggas. And Teddy out here, let's make a deal. Gustavo said, "Pay this nigga so we can go." <laughs> right. Like Gustavo was like, "What you gonna do? Fight back? No, yeah. we are gonna pay him whatever he asked for. We are gonna get these drugs out of here. Can we go home now?" That's like, that. That's that. So um, so yeah, man. The 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 new chief means business. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Uh, then we get introduced to Oso's brother who breaks it all. You know, uh, what's his name? Not Gustavo. What's, is that his name in the wheelchair? Gustavo? No. What's, what's, what's his brother's name? That's his little brother. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Well, basically, you know, he. Edit. We gonna find his name. He, we gonna do him better than that. <laughs> we gonna do him better than that. Cause we lost that look, nigga in the end. So we gotta do better than that. Little Chris in the wheelchair. Boys in the hood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but, um. He breaks it down, which to me, I, I love. I love when like movies or shows do this when they kind of explain something. They kind of explain the nefarious intention behind something, and it's you know unknown to the general public. So basically, he was saying like, "Yo, this nigga took your truck to see how many bricks you got, so he can see how much you moving, right. so he know what to charge you." Basically, right? Yeah. All right. So basically, um, it was a recon mission. It's a recon mission, and to me, that's because they gave him the truck right back. Gave the truck right. He nothing said nothing was missing. Nothing was missing yeah. in the perfect order. So that lets you know right there they about their business. They they the inventory control. Yeah. Um and yeah and also was like yo pay these niggas what the fuck they want. Right. We, like we, can we go home or not? We like... can't afford the alternative. Yeah. All right. Boom. Man boy in the barber shop. 
Bootsy talking shit. Franklin weak. That's how you feel. Man boy says. Let's not underestimate Shane. Boy brain still work. So that lets me know that Drew, man boy, shout out to Melvin Gregg, is. Hometown hero. Is Yeah, he is. Uh, man boy smart as shit. Is that how you feel about man boy? He's smart as shit. I think Manboy is very smart. I think Manboy's problem is he knows he's smart too. Right. I think he think he he is under the impression he's the smartest nigga in the room. And that's his problem. You know what's crazy though? So far in every room he's been in, he has been. He he's smarter than Saint. Mm. I mean Louis is the only person to me that 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 can match him. I don't think he has the same emotional intelligence. As who? As Saint. I think the I think relationship equity counts. He he he's not good at relationships. You can't sell drugs and be not good at relationships. I don't think he's okay because I was about to say I don't. Think Everybody he's bad hates at him. They just deal with him. Nobody yeah. likes him. Ah, they deal point. with him. Good so if point. you put Saint in front of me and Man Boy, I like Saint. You like Saint, right? He's gonna be sensible about it. He's gonna fix a problem where both both parties are happy. Right. We're gonna be cool. And if he can't make us both happy, he gonna make one of us with some more money to suffice. Mm, Man, bring- boy is fuck this nigga. Let's get out. That's wrong. Like, you, yeah, you right, but still, who you talking to? Like, yeah. we can die about it. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's a good. You brought up a good point. That's but, a good point. And and the point's not lost on me that one nigga's a super light skinned nigga and one nigga's a super black nigga, super dark nigga. But the nigga that we like is the dark nigga. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I ain't had to put like colorism all up in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but too. but Franklin, the <laughs> one acting quote unquote light skinned, <laughs> low key nigga fell in love with a crackhead. Like, what are we fell talking in love about? With a true crackhead fan. All right, so um, Bootsy gets set the fuck up. You saw that coming, right? Fam, I think everybody saw that coming. Yeah. I think what was lost in a lot of people is Shorty asked Man Boy to go. The intention, Boosie was not the mark. Man Boy was. Oh, I didn't pick up on Shorty that. said, do you want to come play too? Only reason he didn't because Man Boy's girl was there. Right. Boosie was not the mark. Oh. Man Boy was supposed to uh, be Jesus of Nazareth, not Boosie. Oh. Yeah. You just put me on. I didn't even think yeah, about that. like. He wasn't a mark. Scheming ass motherfucking I kept winches. I kept tweeting, hey yo, Scully is crazy as a shit house rat. Yeah. That nigga is not stupid. Yeah, he not stupid at all. Like. Yeah, he he yeah, he he definitely he was definitely with the setup, man. That sounds like uh there's a whole J Rock. There's a whole J Rock song that talk about uh the this kind of behavior, man. Bitches <laughs> sending pins to niggas and setting them up. That's a scary world for me, man. That's the real life. Yeah, that's a scary world, man. That's, that's why, why I don't know why you niggas be inviting women to y'all. Not you, you're married, but like yeah, I'm very married. people be inviting women to their homes. I'm like, yo, she's a stranger. Yeah. Like, and you've been on the internet talking about everything you own. Yeah, like, that's crazy. You're getting set up. That's she's lining you. I like women that read books, fam. I read books. Yeah. All right. Well, just, also, all right. that's the only type I got. You read books, shit. Because I don't be trying to get involved in all this other um. All this, all this under, yeah, man, all this underhanded shit. Shit, you out. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, boom. So he gets set up, he gets gun butted, and then the nigga gets strung up on a baseball field like Jesus of Nazarene, my nigga. Nazareth? Nazarene, nigga. Jesus the Nazarene? Jesus of Nazarene. Nazarene. Nazareth is a place. People yeah, in Nazareth are Nazarenes. There you go. I'm just saying, like, I'm being, listen, I'm being. Like Got what do they call it? Got yeah, it. I'm, I'm loud and wrong. What's okay. the shit? What's the shit called? You say loud and wrong. I say facetious. 
Okay, <laughs> sure. They they really they crucify that like Jesus of fucking it. Nazareth, and they did it anatomically correct, which I really appreciated. Explain. So, like a lot of times, you'll see depictions of Jesus um, being crucified with marks through his hands, mm-hmm. and that's just not a thing, right? Like your hands don't have the muscle mass or enough even bone structure inside of it right they would fall like you would eventually your body weight would drag the drag you off the nails and you fall what you really need to do is like if you put your arm down your forearm you see those two places in between those tendons and bones that's where you'd have to be nailed that's strong enough to hold you yeah and they had him nailed that way okay so you've thought about this i'm not saying that i'm just saying (laughs) i know how it wouldn't work I know how it wouldn't work. Right. Like, I'm not saying Whoa, I know what to do. I'm wild just saying I know Bill. what you shouldn't do. Wild Bill. You like, uh, you ever seen uh, Silence of the Lambs? Allegedly. Buffalo Bill. That's what it was. No, he yeah. didn't crucify anyone. Yeah, we don't know that, though. He had a, he had a big well down in, that, in, 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 in the bottom of that house, man. He was sloughing their skin off. Yeah. And turning them jumps into wings and dresses and Ed shit. Ed Gein. It's a whole different podcast, and, and, though. And tucking his, and tucking his jaw in. Wow. Yeah. But oh, I, I, my heart felt for that little man, that little oh boy who gosh. found him. That was, that was. And then his sister and his mom. Like, very traumatic. Very traumatic. You probably can't even play baseball after that. But I think that's part of the story they're telling, right? Like how, because even Franklin was saying earlier, there was a whole war. Five people died. Nobody in a gang. Nobody right. even involved in the game. Right. And now two children and this woman are going to be scarred for the rest of their life. That's, that is traumatic. That's very traumatic. Seeing someone hung up, yeah. someone's crucified. It's, it's something different than seeing a regular dead body and then yeah. seeing somebody strung up. That is violent. Yeah. It's violent. And yeah. at a park where you're supposed to play it, I think that that also points to, I think the, what they're going to highlight a lot of this season yeah. is how they are inadvertently affecting their community, not even just by making everybody plucks. Like right. You're ruining a community. You're ruining the community. That's yeah. a fact, yeah. Yeah, he definitely did some John Doe 7 shit. Um, um, okay, this this to me was is the heart of the episode, right? All right, so they go back to Louis, and now Franklin wants to implement the advice that he got from Teddy. Mm-hmm. Pick a side. Which side you picking, Six? You picking, you, are you, if you're Franklin Say, are you trying to intercede in favor of man boy or are you trying to intercede in favor of Scully? Scully. Immediately. 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 I couldn't believe the fact that like Jerome, like Jerome don't, he ain't ready for it, man. Jerome want to sell his weed and sell his speakers. Jerome do whatever Louie told him to as he should. Yeah. But his answer, his answer made me realize he job kind of scary on the law. Yeah. He was I, like, he, I'm scared th- of that nigga. He's crossing niggas up. That's not for him. That's, That's not, not his life. Him. Louis gave the most feasible, realistic, yep. sensible answer as to why they should not pick Man Boy. Because they are, dr- I think everyone needs to remember, we're like, oh, that's fucked up. These people are drug dealers. They're drug dealers. <laughs> but 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 specifically, Man Boy is, is an ultra ambitious mm-hmm. drug dealer, which as soon as Scully's out the way. Now you in the way. You in the way. Mm-hmm. He always got to have an opposition. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I definitely would have picked Scully. Scully, Scully, Scully seems like he has integrity. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He's loyal. Scully, old integrity. school nigga. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you just don't cross him. You make sure the count is good and you make sure the weed or the, the, the coke is pure. And you can like Scully. You can like Scully. Like Scully, again, he's he batshit crazy. Right. But he's he's almost likable. Very likable. Like, 
He the type of nigga that'll bust jokes on you, bro. That's the crackhead you would still leave your kids with. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, like right. everybody got that one uncle who, like, you you know he be he be treating his nose right. Like you know he be doing too much. Right. But you also know he gonna get too high with the kids around, yeah, that's and they gonna fact. love being around him. Like, that's you a know. fact. He that's might do a couple of bumps, but he ain't nothing serious. Like, he ain't going to shoot nothing up with the kids around. That's, that, I feel like that's how Scully is. Like, you can leave the kids with him. I'm not mad at that assessment. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't leave my kids with the nigga. I mean, you know, but, but you know. But I get, I get what you're saying. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, they leave us in a cl- cliffhanger. Who Who's Franklin going to pick? Um, all right. Boom. We go to Teddy and back to Teddy and also the underground thing. Uh, we find out that Avi's shipment. Uh, did not make it to Panama City. So, I, but I guess it's the uh, it's cargo that was going to Costa Rica, right? Some guns. Yes. Okay. So it wasn't the right. Obvious. I think just to remind everyone, obvious the arms dealer, obvious the Jew. Right. He's the Jewish the, person. The, the 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 person that first sold Franklin his first bit of cocaine. Yeah. Right. Um, but he he specialized in arms dealing. Right. So, in I think in last season or season before, we found out that Franklin is not the only person working with Avi. So is Reed. Right. Just on a different scale. On a different scale. Um, so, because I was confused at first. Like, what you mean the ship? When he went to him, asked about the shipment. I was like, what the fuck? He can't. Well, don't, he don't sell him coke. Then I was like, oh, shit, arms dealing. Right. They're also, they're trading drugs for money and to themselves. Th- but America's going to America. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, so the whole thing. So, I mean, and you're speaking from a place of knowing this, right? But anybody who doesn't have historical context, um, the whole thing was the CIA was using, because they couldn't just. They wanted to intercede in the Iran-Contra war, right, to to help, uh, was it Panama, to help, or Nicaragua? It was Nicaragua, Nicaragua, right? They wanted to help Nicaragua. Right, uh, to liberate themselves. So they couldn't divert. It wasn't really about liberating themselves, though, but well, that's a whole other podcast. Right, that's a whole other thing, yeah, or whatever the terminology is or whatever we want to say there. But They said that, yeah. The whole thing was they can't divert money straight to Nicaragua, Nicaragua mm-hmm. to arms themselves. So they use cocaine to basically make under, you know, underground money, money under the table to purchase guns to give to Nicaragua so they can defend themselves during the war, right? And money, right? Because they were they were selling weapons to both sides. I think that's that's the story that Reed or Teddy was telling to to Saint you empower them both, let them off each other. No, no. He was talking in that way. He was talking about the fact that Franklin supplies both. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the Iran-Contra war, yeah. America supplied both sides. That that was oh. our that was people's biggest issue. We okay. played both sides. So we were laundering money. We, I say we very loosely, but the CIA was laundering money right. through the hood um, by selling drugs, buying arms. Right. And then selling it back to themselves, they were buying the weapons because the, the military knew about the weapons part. And this may not be in the show, but just for historical context, right. the military knew about the weapons part. Okay, you had to hide where the money came from. So they were buying, they right. were selling drugs, lying, buying the weapons from themselves, 
and then giving it to Nicaragua and selling it to the other side. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so you're giving me a little bit more context. To, okay, but but this this is the first time they're introducing the fact that, like, m- guns and drugs were both being supplied by Teddy. Yes. Okay, and that's very important. Yes, because, it is. Because, obviously, this was under Ronald Reagan's administration, and then it, it, it was the orders were, quote-unquote, handed down through, like, Oliver North, I think it was, and then, obviously, Oliver North was the buffer, and he had an operative that obviously only answered to Oliver North. Mm-hmm. So that way it kept Reagan's hands clean. So Teddy is the guy who answers to Oliver North, right. basically, is how this is going. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So uh, Teddy's a gun runner as well as a the biggest drug dealer the world has ever seen. Um, was this before or after Franklin went to visit Scully? Because I feel like it was after. No, this was before. We we haven't got to Franklin uh, going to sc- th- th- that that actually happens right after. Okay. So so after that scene, then Franklin, yeah, Franklin and uh, Peaches go to Inglewood to meet with Scully. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not gonna lie, man. He had me he had me sold thinking that he was team he was team Scully here. Um, I still think he is. Ha- mm. Okay, we'll we'll have to get there in episode two because that's when the bang out happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, and spoiler alert: if you haven't seen episode two, sorry. Why are you listening to us and not watch episodes? That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, they both came out at the same time. You idiot! This you podcast ain't nothing but a giant spoiler. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But um, um, uh, so Franklin comes with a proposition. He gives the nigga a fucking sniper rifle. Okay, a dragon off Jones sniper rifle. About to say Jones. not just. A sniper rifle. Right. Oh, that's like the Benzes um, of sniper rifles. You, you didn't hit a couple niggas with one of them? No, but I would stand in line and pay money to fire one of those things. Yeah. Um, a dragon off. It's, it's, that's even like a sniper rifle. Like that's. It's like the Tesla. Fam. <laughs> it drive itself, dog. Like yeah. hairpin trick. Like, I'm sorry. I'm about to do too much. This is, a pop- this is recorded. Yeah, but, um, by the way. Uh, yeah. She's over here panting and. Raving over this motherfucking sniper. It's just a really beautiful weapon. It is. It really is. It was sexy. It is a really good weapon. Even for 1984, it was was very sexy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or was it 1985 going to I think it's like 86. So it's 85 going to 86. Because I'm talking about text now, not just Uzis. No, but but the New Year's Eve, because they had the New Year's Oh, it's 85 and 86, sir. I think it's 84 and 85. Mm. Because they had 1985 on the back wall. When did Uzis come out? I mean, Uzi's Uzi's was out before '85. Now, well, they, 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 Uzi's probably came out like '83, '84. Then when were text created? Yeah, but I mean, but we don't even got to look that far. Really, in the scene at Louis at the New Year's Eve party, it had 1985 on the wall. You're not gonna put the year that you already in on the wall. You're gonna put the year you're going into on New Year's Eve, right? Touche. So, so I think it's '84 going into '85. Uh, he makes this proposition, basically brings Scully the sniper rifle and says. Uh, I want to help you win this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Scully, obviously, we we find out just how intuitive Scully is right off the rip. Child. Nigga said, said, oh, you trying to fuck me over? Said, you feel that? feel like a nigga back in a pen and somebody in the shower trying to sneak up behind a nigga. I was like, I don't feel that, Scully, but I feel you. But I hear you. I hear you, though, I hear you. I, I respect never, it. I never felt that kind of pressure. Yeah, I ain't never lived that life, <laughs> but I hear you. You know, I agree with you. You're and, absolutely right, man. And the fact that everybody felt it, too. You know, like Khadijah felt it. Ooh, Khadijah, you feel that? <laughs> But even Khadijah, right? Yeah. That it bothered me that Franklin had this conversation right. with Khadijah there. Does Frank okay, Franklin does know that Khadijah is man Yes. Okay. So you say you feel like Franklin's smarter than man boy, right? Uh because of the emotional intelligence. Here's the mistake man boy wouldn't have made that Franklin made. Nigga, 
if you think man boy is conniving, this bitch come from the same mama and daddy. Right? <laughs> so what you think? That gene just missed her? <laughs> that conniving gene I, just I missed her? I will say that Franklin has, when it comes to women, he don't got the sense God gave a goat. Okay. He don't know shit about shit. Right. Like he's very green in that in in, in that way. Like he you don't certified lover boy. I am a woman and I'm not talking about no shit in front of women. Right. You just, you just some don't. shit just ain't for us. You just don't. Like Yeah. But now now I now I will say that like it seemed like seemed more like Scully. Scully very much leans on Khadijah. He's very they have a very open communication in that way. Like he I don't think know whoever around. Scully talked to the people in his head. But the the sensibility that I get from the two times we've seen Khadijah in this show so far is that there is nothing that's that goes on in Scully's life that Khadijah doesn't know about. But is that because that he and Manboy are beefing now? Because this is our first time seeing Khadijah again. I'm I'm not gonna let that go. That ain't the sensibility we were... I get from it, but I hear you. But I'm saying is that not new, but is it because of their they feel some somewhat much closer, right? Have they banded together in a, in a mutual disagreement with Man Boy? Because I still think it's a it's a family thing why he's mad at Man Boy. I don't think it's anything to do with the game. Right. I think it's a family thing. So has that driven him and Khadijah closer to lean on each other? Because they're both mad at Man Boy. Gotcha. Because we were in Scully's house a lot, like I said last season. Right. We never saw we never saw Khadijah. Right. Like. So it, it so now now it's making me wonder. Now it's making Khadijah me told wonder. Man Boy. I I hold that to my heart. That's still her little brother. Like Khadijah told Man Boy. I know she did. Okay. It's gonna take a lot to convince me. They're gonna have to show me explicitly that she didn't. Right. The, Okay, and I'm, I could be wrong. I'm gonna I'm follow you there only because of like how shit went down. Nah, what what, what would she tell Manboy though? Because he was interceding in he was interceding in Manboy's favor. No, when he went to Scully's house to uh-huh. say, "Hey, yo, y'all do what you need to do with these. Get Manboy and them out of here. With the, I'm gonna give you these weapons. You ain't even gotta be around them. Do it from a mile away. I'm gonna get you six and a six hundred dollar Uzi. We're gonna come back to that because I need to find that." Told me to get him Uzis. He can get him two dozen um, Dragonovs. All that it was to get rid of Man Boy. Right. Khadijah was right there when they had this conversation. But here's the thing. No, okay, okay. Now I don't follow you there, I, and I'm gonna tell you why I don't follow you there. Uh, but, but in order for me to tell you that I don't follow you there, we got to get to episode two. Okay. So let's table that. It'll put a pin in that, but just remind me to tell you why I don't follow you there. Okay. But I don't think that she told Man Boy. What I do think is that. She is absolutely manipulating the situation. To what degree, I don't know. Right? That's what I'm going to say. I'm willing to to explore that too. Because if she... I think she playing both sides. Absolutely. Right. Because if she... I guess we can't say it. Because if she did tell Man Boy, when Franklin showed up to proposition Man Boy, he would have killed Franklin. Unless he... Again, Scully is crazy, not stupid. And Franklin's saying it's both of their connect. And they know they got the purest shit in the world. Oh, okay. I, I keep forgetting that part. You can't kill him because he is the connect. And he has weapons and drugs. Yeah. And now they found out he can get a dragon off and an Uzi for six hundred dollars. Yeah, that is. Cheap. I mean, inflation. Speak. You know, speaking of inflation, even back then, getting an Uzi at that price. Because I asked my daddy, not that he know, but he may have had some information about it. <laughs> about Uzi. Yeah, he might have. You know, yeah, like six hundred. Who was supplying that? Right. Right. That, at that, that time, like that's that. It was still like a wreck. Yeah. For Uzi. A dragon off niggas didn't have dragon offs. Like right. you had one of them, they figured you was a mark. Like, right, oh, you right. a op? How where you get that? Like, yeah. nah, that yeah. that was a thing. They were getting good cheap dope. 
Mm-hmm. They had the clientele. They had a trusted name, basically. Mm-hmm. And they had weapons. Mm-hmm. No, you have to you have to calculate that. Right. Because Man Boy isn't stupid. That's a fact. Man Boy's not. He's not, not stupid. That's what I, I will say. I really like that. Only man. Leon's stupid. Leon's not stupid. Okay. Leon's a little stupid. He's a little not stupider than everybody. A little not not smarter. Than I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> I really do. I don't think Leon's stupid. I think he has a purpose. I think this shit is over his head. Everybody got a purpose, but Leon is just not to be the brain. But I think, but see, no, Leon's not stupid because Leon said, "Don't get in the middle of this motherfucking war." So I think, I think things on a street level, on a street level, on a on on a you know. On that level, I think he's way more intelligent than Saint. Fair, but above that, Fair. I think that's not that's not really his his. He's ministry. not a businessman. Yeah, he's not that. But on on the war shit, it's clear that he has. He's a general. He has yeah in that way. He's definitely a capo. So I wouldn't say general. He a capo for sure. Um. All right, boom. So uh, uh, yeah. So he goes and makes that proposition. I got mad notes. Though. I, I wrote like a whole term paper here, man. I so just bear tweeted. with us. You just, you just tweet it? I just have my tweets. Oh, okay. No. Hey, but you know, whatever gets it done. They suffice. Yeah, they drop my memory. So he, he propositions man boy, man boy, yo, how, how, how do I know I can trust you? How do I know you're not playing me? You don't know. Okay, so. Period. Um, invalid question, right? If you're, if you're, if you're man boy. People ask shit like that. What, what am I supposed to tell you? Yes, I'm actually lining up to get murdered. Yeah. Like, come on, Slim. Like, what are you talking about? That's a fact. Watching to ask me. That is kind of like a null and void question. Like, like, it's very asinine. Because even if I was. All right. So we pop up at Avi's house. Teddy's like, bitch, where's my motherfucking guns? Teddy has the cojones as big as fucking grapefruit. Like they dragged the ground to keep him grounded, yo. Like I don't. Yeah. Before this scene, though, Teddy's Teddy cornered to me before this scene. After this scene, I was like, all right, Teddy. Teddy's still Teddy corny. with the action. You know what uh, I'm saying? Teddy letting the CIA. I get it. He's part of the CIA. Mm-hmm. Can't too much happen to him, but something can happen to you. Teddy could disappear. That's what, but but not from the CIA is what I'm saying. Teddy will get himself killed in these streets. Like, no, nah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like here's the thing is, and here's where. So I feel like the only leverage that Teddy really has is his 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 ability to get his hands on these things. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. He he can't keep talking to folks crazy. He he can't because because Avi don't need you. He don't need you. And here's the th- <laughs> and here's the thing about being a CIA operative that is deep in enemy territory like this is that the thread that that connects you to it has to be very thin. And nobody will come find you. There you go. The people have to have plausible deniability mm-hmm. of the of the fact that you exist. So you, mm-hmm. so literally the only reason that you're able to function is because you can get your hands on these things. Yep. As soon as you cannot or there's somebody who can do it outside of you, you are no you're null and void. Pretty much the same problem that Franklin's in. And if we're keeping it a beam, Franklin has made a relationship with Gustavo. He don't need Reed if it come down to it. Mm, that's a that's a very good point if it come down to it if worse come to worse he don't need reed no more that's he got a, gustavo gustavo let, got the routes let's table that because i think yeah. that's a conversation that's gonna come up yeah that's a very good point six i'm not mad at you i'm glad i thought of that so boom so obviously <laughs> so obvious house uh he makes it clear he wants his motherfucking guns uh or he wants these guns to reach their destination and he wants avi to get on this plane to panama city yeah in which avi says fuck you i'm sending my homeboy uh leor leor or Cohen, right? He, he's sending oh, Lee or Cohen to get the job that done. Nigga did look just... Yeah, he did. So, um, uh, Teddy won with the shits, uh, and because Leor seemed to have a problem here, and he shot out his ear. <laughs> I did laugh. I, 
That was kind of my style. Though. That was kind of. Oh, you can't hear me. Bang. You good? But I, f- I found a flaw in the scene though. I found a flaw in the scene. You ready? Yes. You ready? Favorite thing. Why he didn't shoot the fish tank? He shot in the direction of the fish tank <laughs> at ear level. Why the fish tank can't go? Just so y'all know, we love finding dumb shit like that. Like <laughs> continuity issues are go. kind of our favorite thing. Right, there you go. So they let that one slide. It's obviously he was shooting blanks. Aha. Aha. All right, boom. Uh, uh, Louise's, uh, it's Louise's, uh, Louise for, uh, for no, New Year. Not even just that. Like my fear with that, ob- what I thought in that obvious scene at first, I mean, I guess we get more information, mm-hmm. but. I was terrified. I'm like, oh shit! Franklin just told these niggas he gonna get them weapons. Clearly, they're from Avi. Clearly, they're from Avi. Here come right. Reed fucking some shit up because Avi is emotional. Very yes. So if Reed comes hurting Avi's feelings, he gonna take it out on Franklin, and he mm. can't get these weapons. But I don't think I think Avi does business with him independent from Reed though. Doesn't matter. I think they know where the drugs come from though. I think that everybody we're a happy family here. Yeah, no, nah, I don't I think, think every, that fucks up the business. You don't think everybody knows? No, no, no. Everybody knows, but I don't think that fucks up the business. No, because because remember, we met Avi through Franklin. We did. So Avi and Franklin have their own thing, and then Avi don't like Franklin. I, I wouldn't say Avi doesn't like Franklin. Avi makes money with Franklin. He don't like him. He Avi, tried to get him robbed. He tried to steal from him. He don't. He told him all the time, "You getting too big for your britches. Yeah. You forgot where you came from." He just knows that nigga making money. He don't yeah, like him. But I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. He fronted him a brick early. He on may not he dislike him. him, but he don't like him. I think I think it's just I think it's very like it's very much like father son relationship or little brother big brother relationship. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, you know, if 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 you look like you getting out of sync, nigga, I gotta punch you in your face. You know what I'm saying? I I don't think it's a firm dislike. I think that yeah, there's still a thread but there. He don't like him. Well, it, that could be the you know the Israeli and the black thing. You know, it, it could be something like that Fair. as opposed to. I don't think there's any way from a business perspective why he don't like him. You, okay. know, you understand what I'm saying? That he hasn't done bad business. They haven't done bad business with each other. Yet. Avi tried to steal from him. Well, uh, well, Franklin hasn't done bad business oh. with him is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm to say yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Did yeah. we forget the two Panama episodes? Clearly. But Franklin knows how to compartmentalize, so he's not really holding that against him right now. He should have right. killed him, but here we are. Here we are. Um, so, oh, I skipped a part. So, um, uh, Franklin's parents' house. So, you know... Uh, Franklin is getting ready for the New Year's Eve party uh, at his parents' house. His, his, we we see his parents playing Monopoly. That's how we, you know what I'm saying? Looking like two old black people in love. Old black folks in love, man. Um, I love his dad, man. Um, it, that was the dude from uh, Paid in Full, wasn't he? He played- um, That's Calvin. Calvin from Paid in Full. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor, man. Yeah. I didn't think much of him in Paid in Full, but uh, watching this show, man, he's a very, very, very good actor. Mm-hmm. And then, of course- um. You know Franklin's mom. You know she she I, I forget her name, man. Sissy. Um, but she was in she was she played Barksdale's uh, yeah. sister, right? As Avon Barksdale's yeah. sister. Um, and she was also in a movie called Mississippi Dam. Um, I think not Mississippi Dam. Mississippi Burning. No, I think it was Mississippi Dam. Yeah. Um, the Tina Mabry film, this independent film. She had a good little role in that joint. Um, but um, uh. Yeah, man. Uh, Franklin's getting ready for the party, New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, it's obvious that his parents are not going. Yeah, well, they're not going, but they also they're in this weird position where it's like, all right, we know our son is the biggest motherfucking drug dealer in L.A. He's our son. We're not happy with what he's doing. We don't like that he's in the shit. But he's doing it the quote unquote right right way. He's being safe, and it affords We're us out a of lifestyle. It. 
and even more so, it, it afforded them a way to get out of it. They're doing real estate full time now. Right, Sissy's right, completely right. removed. Right, like right. That's a fact. She's big in her real estate now, so it afforded them a way out. That's very true. Okay, so they they doing what parents do, man. They you know good parents at least is like yeah, he, especially dad. He's trying to give good counsel. Because um, you can't stop him. He a grown ass. Yeah, know. and and clearly you didn't have he didn't have a real relationship with him growing up, right? right. So the, so there's that. All right, so the New Year's Eve party. That's when that's when the shit turns up. Um, for some reason, Franklin thought it was a good idea to invite everybody that he do business with to this one fucking party. Again, strike against Franklin Saint for being an idiot. I feel like one of them bullets is lodged in the back of his head because right between that and this this why why is who is T. Oh, why you okay. why are you walking up to her in the middle of a party? Somebody, the bitch you took your virginity gets all your business, right? Like that's not you ain't seen her in a month of Sundays, but she get to know who you like. What are we? Yeah, the, T. He yeah. ain't got the sense. God gave a goat. Yeah, and yeah, T. We we gonna have to table the talk for T. Uh, for T. Save that for episode two. Sure. But she's definitely somebody that needs some addressing. Um, can you can you help me remember what is the beef between Oso, Gustavo, and Leon? What happened? I know they man Kevin got killed, but I'm trying he to. He did re- it. He was part of the crew. Remember, um, what was the girl's name who passed away? The love of his life. The love. Yeah, I forget her, but I know who you're talking about. That crew. Remember, she was the one talking with Franklin about how to make this better. She wanted the recipe, how they cook the crack. Uh, right. She wanted to be their plug. Like she wanted to have a relationship with them. Uh-huh. But one of her men uh-huh. killed one of their men. Right. They know that. They saw it. And Gustavo was her muscle. Right. So every time, Gustavo was her Leon. Mm-hmm. Got it. So Leon knows that face because when they saw her, that's who they saw with him. Right. So then he knows he was part of that crew. Got it. And Franklin has always made it so they could never retaliate. Okay. They never got their lick back. Thank you for bringing me up to speed yeah. on that. Okay. Because yeah. uh, Leon was very not happy about Child, It took me a second. I was like, now why are we mad at Gustavo? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he they did t- kill a whole person. <laughs> like, he, pulled, he pulled a whole gun out on this immediately. nigga in the middle of the party. Yeah, that, that was a little wild. Uh, but I like the fact that Gustavo didn't buck at all. Like, And I honestly give Leon his props for that. Leon said it's on site and I see you. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Le- Leon, Leon's street IQ is... Is yeah, bar yeah. none. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, in that scene, we kind of see that his emotional intelligence as far as business goes is very, very, very uh, primitive. You know, it's it, you hit me, I hit you back type mentality. And I appreciate about Gustavo. He was like, you ain't finna do shit, so I'm gonna just stand here. Yeah, I'm too powerful. You know? Right. I got invited here by saying. Right, like, like you gonna shoot me? I know. But, I know. But Franklin drew the line in the sand. Yeah. He, he basically said, I don't give a fuck how you feel. This nigga's off limits. Mm-hmm. And you do what I say you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, Leon Buck, they had their little falling out. Franklin said, get a new fucking plug, bitch. He said, get a new fucking plug. Now, I'm going to tell you something I noticed in this scene, though. Follow me here, okay? Okay. So when they were explaining. He about to say something crazy. Every time no, we follow no, no. him, he got something wild to say. <laughs> this ain't, it ain't, no, it ain't like that. It's, it's, uh, so a lot of things happen in the edit. Right. Like just being a filmmaker, being an editor, you kind of see things that happen and you they get filed away. And oh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. When Leon held was holding the gun out like he was ready to shoot Gustavo mm-hmm. and he was explaining what Gustavo did. 
it cut to Teddy and Teddy had like a weird face. Yeah. Like, like, oh shit. Like he was hearing information about, um, he was hearing information about Gustavo that made him say, wait a minute. Like it almost felt like he was saying, wait a minute, this guy's capable of doing that. Yeah. But he met him after all that. Right. Reed knew none of that. Reed, Reed met him after, what is her name? I can't remember. Lucia. Lucia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Reed you go. met him after Lucia had already gone away. Right. So he met the deflated version of Gustavo. Right. You know, Gustavo ain't been the same since Lucia left. Right. So, so, but what I took from that, it w- was like a bit of information. Like, oh, I can use this nigga as a killer. No, a bit of information like, wait a minute. Like, I got to watch myself around this nigga. That's what I got. That's what I got from that look. Okay. Like, yo, you telling me some shit that like I got to put in a category of I got to look at this nigga sideways now. Okay. That's what I got from that. But again, you know, as this is episode one. So obviously some of these things may or may not manifest as the series goes. Right. So. All right. Boom. So that's that. Um, Franklin draws a line in the sand, uh, tells that nigga to get his get a new fucking plug. There it is. All right. Uh, you, you missed the part where Leon put a gun in Franklin's face. Well, he put a gun in Gustavo's face and Franklin put his face in front of the gun. Nah, but even before then, he had torqued it towards Franklin. I ain't see that. I ain't see that part. He did that? And even if it's quote unquote unintentional, if you point a gun at me, Mm -hmm. it's me and you, Slim. Like, one of us is not leaving anymore. Okay. That's when I decided Leon had to go. Leon needs to either get down or lay down. You think Leon needs to go? He either get down. I can't. I don't see Leon being allowed to stay in this limbo. He is entirely too much of a hothead to be allowed to be in limbo. He needs to get down or lay down. Yeah. See, I see it totally differently, man. I see Leon is like, I see like where Franklin, Franklin is making decisions that he doesn't have the facilities, the faculties, whatever they say. He don't have the ability to to muddle through. (laughs) Because he doesn't have a street IQ. So when he starts talking about when you go to war, you want Leon on your side. Absolutely. But are we going to get to that point? Because Leon in the street starving. Leon doesn't have a plug and he has a whole project to feed. Yeah. Well, then. then so what's Leon going to do? I mean, you don't know. Leon's going to acquiesce. But you, you, or, but you don't know. Or, or he going to buck. I don't know if he going to buck. But exactly. But you don't know. Neither does Franklin. So he Leon needs to get Leon is too dangerous to not have someone leading him somewhere. Le- he is like a heat seeking missile. No, you don't ever want to be the heat in front of him. You think that about Leon? I think it might. I don't think it's a bad thing though. I think that Leon serves a purpose and he serves that purpose well. But I think that Leon left to his own devices. Mm-hmm. Le- we're we're not here to listen to Leon's a uh, business opinion. Yeah, that's I a fact. We are asking Leon to make business decisions by not having a Franklin or even a or even a man boy. Yeah, Leon but, can't be in charge. So, but I don't think that. I, but I don't think Leon not being able to make a business decision. I don't think that translates into a problem for Franklin. Every that, Leon solves problems with violence. Yeah, but Franklin Franklin is not in his way, right? So, so after that scene with the, with the Happy New Year shit, Leon said to him. Stay the fuck out of my way, mm-hmm. right? That's that's very like emblematic of who Leon is. He's he's not he's not going to take charge or force against Franklin because they have history, right? But 
again to speaking to, speaking to Leon's lack of business acumen, mm-hmm. Franklin feeds an entire city. Yes. Leon's going to start a war, maybe not with Franklin directly. Leon's going to become a stick-up boy. You feel me? I don't He's, see that. Either way, Leon's going to have to find drugs. Yes. For a plug, right? Okay. Just because it's not quote unquote directly Franklin, any issue that he creates mm-hmm. makes this war bigger and harder for Franklin. Any issue he creates, even if it's not with just Franklin, he gonna fuck shit up. Well, so why don't why don't you feel like there's an option of Leon, like, mending the issue with Franklin? No, I'm, I think there is. I, I'm I'm saying either get down or lay down. There can't be anything in between. Leon needs okay. to die or get it together. I don't see Leon needing it. I think Fra- I think Franklin will absolutely. I don't think Franklin will kill him, but I think that Leon's going to die or get it together. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying, and when you say die, you mean from the hands of Franklin's regime? No. Okay. It could be. I, I think it might be from his not Franklin, but somebody will. But but who 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 has it out for him? You don't have to have it out for him. He in a way. He's in whose way? Every, Leon's going to make a problem. Okay. We we'll, I guess we'll get there. Everybody's we under there the umbrella of Franklin. No matter who he makes a problem with, it's going to affect Franklin negatively. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like he, no, he's not gonna go start a war with Franklin, but he starts warring with the neighboring projects. Right. Now there's people dying. Now it's hammer time. Right. Now we have a bigger problem. Now I'm already trying to deal with this man, boy, and Scully shit, and you add it to my plate. Yeah. Okay. I follow you there. I see where you're going. Okay. You gotta right. get. He need guidance. I like. He said he need guidance. I. You know. He just need. <laughs> you gotta hold this nigga hand till he need to shoot something. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> Damn. Put your hand in my pocket so you need your gun. Like. Right. Right. Okay. That's that's an interesting take. That's an interesting read on Leon. But I I, I follow you there. But that nigga, he's necessary. Yeah, he's very necessary. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Franklin. You need a Leon. Had had Franklin listened to Leon. He wouldn't be trying to make these decisions about whose side to take. He wouldn't be the biggest drug dealer either. Leon told him not to do the shit. Ooh. Oh, touche. <laughs> touche. Yeah. All right. Um uh so uh Irene goes to meet Melody. And and we're almost you know, we're almost at the end of this episode, so bear with us. I know it's running long. This bitch Melody got clean. Melody got clean, uh I ain't like that. Moved to uh the Texas well, probably uh, with Odessa. AT. Odessa with Auntie. Right? Auntie, Auntie got to clean with right. the Lord. So wh- why don't you like that she's clean? I wanted them to commit to her being a crackhead. Nobody wanted her to be a crackhead, but they made that decision. Commit to it. Okay. I want. I want to see. I think if since they're telling, if we're being serious, since they're telling the whole story of everything that happened, I I want to see even if she does get clean. We are owed that process to see how hard that was. Right. You don't just go to Odessa and find the Lord and get clean. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe crack hasn't made it out there to Odessa yet. But what happened to her in between? Either way, like Mel I, I, I wasn't wasn't a crackhead light. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like Mel was peeling nails off off door jams. Like right. Mel sold everything in her room down to the mattress. Like yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, we, we they didn't show us the cleanup process. Yeah, like okay, okay, I follow. And you. if it's six, seven weeks later, she's still a crackhead. Yeah, she's ain't smoked no crack in a while. You see what I'm saying? Like right, right, right. Good point. Very good point. And, and point taken. And she gonna find some crack because it's not gonna stay in Compton as we figured out. Like, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, we learned, like you, like you pointed out earlier, Me- Melody's extremely religious. Found the Lord. I found the Lord like a motherfucker. 
Uh, oh, that's a bad sentence, but we're gonna Child. keep it in. We're gonna keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Irene, you know, plays into it with the whole amen thing. You know, she, you know, she's very, she's very conniving. This bitch Irene a, bitch. She lied on fucking God. Like how you? Yeah, yeah. Um. So this is when you know she kind of reveals like she's from Crenshaw and yada 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 the and, lies, and you the know lies. maybe the, maybe the Lord guided me here to help you. Yeah. And she'll say anything to get her story. You know, it's just, it's just like April O'Neil, this motherfucker, right? And here come <laughs> Mel- Melody with her crackhead eyes, just trusting anything now because you just well and, and you know and and, and we don't Melody's, know what Mel said in her defense. Well, in Melody, yeah, right. In Melody's defense, Irene is very she's very persuasive. To she, a crackhead, she, yeah. She, well, I mean, not to as as we see in episode two, even to a, a, a father, an ex Black Panther Party member, an alcoholic. You know what I'm saying? Not current. You you don't recover from being an alcoholic. Yes, you do. No, you don't. It's a disease. You're an addict forever. Okay, well, I've never gone to. You're an a recovering AA addict, but you're still an addict. Okay, all yeah. right. Well, but you should go to a meeting. I feel like <laughs> you I just should. slip that in there. <laughs> but keep damn. on. Damn. Um, but but she's very charming. She's or not charming. She's very persuasive in that way. And then you know her being Asian, an Asian woman, like it doesn't. You know, she's very unassuming. She's very unassuming until you find yourself on the business end of her pen. Fam, she drove from Los Angeles to Odessa. Yeah, to but, ask me about my dead father—that's not unassuming. But that's but, nosy as hell. That's it's no. But you're a journalist, so that's part of your job. That's, that. But so, a journalist from. But understand, understand how that looks. You wouldn't take that trip unless you quote unquote cared. Now the 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 problem is the displacement of what care means. Mm-hmm. Does she really care? Because that's what she said. Like I care about what happened to your father, and nobody else seems to care. So, so. When and you would get me this way if you drove through four states and fucking a thousand miles to come talk to me about my dead father, and then you threw in I'm from Crenshaw, I care, nobody else seems to care. Those two storylines match up. You're not driving three states just to get some tea that you don't even understand the tea that you're spilling. You know what I'm saying? Like like Melody doesn't Melody doesn't know the dealings and dwellings of how intricate her father what her father was trying to do she doesn't know all that shit she just knows her father's head got blown off by franklin child i guess a bitch like me i want louis to the bullshit why is you asking me all these questions well, she, who you are know, you she's persuasive I you think, are a stranger yeah but she connected with the crenshaw you know thing. what's funny a lot of this show everything uh-huh. happens because nobody can identify who's a stranger <laughs> like wow i need y'all to learn the definition of a stranger. Well, yeah. Well, I I guess people, I guess we're all. Because her little dumbass daddy got robbed and lost his job because he couldn't identify a stranger in a club. That's a fact. I guess we're all, <laughs> fiend, we're all fiends to emotion is I guess. Who's we all? <laughs> That's what the story's trying to paint. I guess is that everybody has their pressure points. Has I am their a thug. I don't have him. Like I don't. <laughs> oh Lord, here we go. That's not my ministry. Right. Feelings and carrying on. So Irene lies to Melody <laughs> to get what the fuck she wants. At least that's what we're assuming is that she got a story. But I think it. I think there's something to be said for that, even in Mel, Mel's defense. Like, because yes, yeah, she did look wide eyed and bushy tailed, but we didn't see what she said. Right. And I think that there's a part of Mel that still pro- protects Franklin. Right. Because she was writing him letters like mm. she didn't. They're not not in contact. Mm. Good point. I think a part of her is still protecting him. I don't think that she I don't think she snitched. I don't. 
I don't know what she said. I'm sure that she said too much. Right. But I don't think she snitched. Got it. Okay. Well, the, the truth is yet to be seen. So we'll table that conversation. Um, Franklin starts getting ready for the meeting. What we assume is the, the, the you know, the meeting that he has been, that he's going to set up for the ambush. Um, and on the way out, uh, his father stops him. And this was such a beautiful moment. It was. It was. What did you like about it? Um, I liked that everybody understood what was happening. Right. Right. No one tried to pretend it wasn't happening. I like that he never said don't do he didn't he didn't ever try and convince him otherwise. Mm-hmm. He simply said, Hey, I want to hang out like let's do this. Like I want to spend time with you. He gave him he gave him an out without Franklin having to say or feel like it was an out. It was an out. Right, right. He, he gave him another option where he could have just taken that mm-hmm. and he would he saved face. Right. He st- he wouldn't look like he was bitching out. Yes, I get what you're saying. He, you know what I mean? Very like, good point. Very good point. Yeah. And, you know, and he made it clear that he, you know, is that a 38 or 45 in, in your bed? You know, he made it clear that I know I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I may not know the specifics of what's happening, but I know you're putting yourself in a place that you, that clearly it, when we start talking about the history of who you are, mm-hmm. this ain't you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you the kid that that wanted to be Bruce Lee. Be water. Be water, my friend. I, I love that part, man. Be water, man. Shout out to Damson Indris, man, for fucking being the whole uh, Londoner, pulling off a hell of a motherfucking Fam. Uh, uh, Cali accent. He learned, who's the rapper he learned from? He uh, Dub C. Yeah. He said Dub C yeah. taught him. And then, um, and then, and then doing a Bruce Lee impression, you know, like, um crazy uh, but yeah it, that was a great touching moment um clearly saint is really not, that what i got from that scene is you know franklin's not built for this franklin um, ain't never been built for this yeah he ain't never been built for this he just from the first body we saw him draw we knew this was not his ministry yeah like, this, this ain't it for him i don't know why this nigga selling drugs like uh, this is not his ministry oh um, and and that's pretty much how the episode ends he hugs his father and uh we're assumed that he's going to go to this meeting so, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that. It took us, a, it took us a little while to break that nah, one down. We, but... Nah, Reed treating his nose. Yeah, Reed. Oh, did we miss that part that yeah. Reed is treating his nose? I, I don't yeah. know. There's nothing huge about it. I just want us to, that's an important thing to know. That he's getting Reed high off his own supply. Yeah. Like not a little bit either. He got like a whole little vial on his desk that he just seems to take bumps from. Like <laughs> right, reading the slopes. Well, I guess I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, listen. There's no circumstance where I am trying cocaine. No. Yeah, no, I get you. Oh. I mean, neither. I wasn't trying to. Oh. I wasn't trying to bait you into admitting that you were coke. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, if you consider how much this this guy's weighing on his shoulders, he's running drugs and guns for the CIA. He's doing it in a fashion to where nobody can really know he's working for the CIA. Um, His you know, wife tried to give him an out. He said no. Yeah. Well. What else you want? You know. If it's too much, it's too much. And I get it. But skiing should not be the answer. Yeah. It's skiing, cold outside. Skiing. Stop it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? All right, bet. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the Rico Awards. You know what? You're going to get yourself killed, man. I ain't going to lay in bed at night thinking I ain't trying to set your stupid ass straight. You ain't got to worry about me, nigga, because I'm done with your ass. Fine! Find your fucking plug, then. Do shit the way you want. All right, Six. Now for my favorite part of the show. Da, 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 da. The Rico Awards. <laughs> the Rico Awards, man. Who gives a fucking award for a fucking charge? Who does that? Yeah, well, you know, man. I mean, this is Snowfall. We talking about drug business, man. So, uh... 
So I, I, I think uh, it's only appropriate that we have a RICO Awards. Uh, so in this particular segment, what's going to happen is, is we have three categories. We have the kingpin, the general, and the we're going to call it the informant for lack of a better for lack of a better word. The kingpin is not necessarily who's the kingpin in the structure of like this show, because we all know like Franklin is that nigga on the street level, but he gets his shit from Teddy. So Teddy's like kind of the kingpin on the low. Right. Okay. You may agree. I mean, may, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is we're not talking about the structure of the empire. We're talking about in this particular episode, everybody was moving to the beat of this person's drum. Right. So that's the kingpin. The general is everybody wasn't moving to this person's, you know, to this person's beat of the drum, but on the low, they, they had either the most sensibility or they influenced the episode the most. And then informant or, you know, person that's most likely to flip is really just the, uh, the weak a cute, link. Yeah, cute way of saying the weak link in the episode. So uh, so do you have yours lined up, Six? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So for this episode, Rico Awards, the, the, the first international Rico Awards for season Not four. International. We international, baby. We were in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Who to you was the kingpin this episode? All this Aunt Louis shit. Okay. All this Aunt Louis shit. If only because every, Franklin been down and everything's running well. There's a club that's laundering the money well. She got that cleared up because Jam and Jerome's couldn't clean that much money. Right. There's no way. Right. Now she got a club, make sure that's clean. She been paying everybody off. She got to pay off. She been dealing with the shipments. She has been making all this stuff move. Right. People dying and carrying on, but I mean, that's the nature of the drug business, but internally there has been no problem. Right. So for me, this is this is Aunt Louis shit. Who else but her? Okay. Well, no. I'm not mad at that for your Kingpin. That's that's a pretty good choice for Kingpin. I wouldn't go with Aunt Louis for Kingpin. What who I will say was absolutely the Kingpin and everybody was moving to the to their drum beat this episode. I'm gonna say Scully. I think Scully controlled this episode. I mean, you know, it's it it you know clearly everybody's scared of him outside of man boy everybody's scared of scully you know what i mean he you know he killed bootsy the inciting incident you know this whole episode was how was he going to retaliate right the the like the ball is in his court in terms of the war goes and he retaliated and you know he killed bootsy strung him up on the joint and that spooked everybody but he wasn't in charge of nothing for it that but that's what i'm saying the, the, so the awards is not about the structure of the organization it's about the structure of the episode he everybody was moved everybody was wondering what the fuck scully was going to do like this episode was concentrated on the the war of what's going on and as it sits right now he is he is the centripetal force for this whole war you know at, at the end of season three you know drew made his move and he shot up the bottoms right he he shot up niggas in inglewood so the power right now to me was in Scully's hands. And that is clearly, you know, with that meeting when they were talking about whose side to pick, just seeing how it rolled out. Scully was Scully was the wild card to everybody. And because he's the wild card, I feel like everybody's moving at the beat of his drum. So in my opinion, he was the kingpin of this episode. I think we have different okay. Yeah, clearly we have different viewpoints. So all right, so who was your general then? Well, I don't know now, because the interpretations feel different, like Cause I thought we were deciding, like in the show, who is running what. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's not about it's and maybe these are these are terrible recall awards starting off. Like I'm a drug bitch in real life, so like when you start asking me who's running shit, I'm not thinking about this episode. Like yeah. I'm thinking about who ran this shit. Clearly, we have to think about a podcast show. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're trying to make a podcast show entertaining. Six. Well, no, no, I get it. I just think for me, it was like, okay, so who is in charge? Yeah. Okay, it's clearly Louis in charge right now. Like. So, so don't think about the structure of the organization. We're talking about. We're, this is a euphemistic way of saying you know whose show was it this episode who stole the show that's the kingpin who didn't you know general who didn't steal the show but who had like a lot of influence over the direction of the show like whose episode was this nigga violence the fuck Every, a nigga was fucking hung like jesus nazareth right that's because who of who because of who not nah, because of, because of lsd bro because of <laughs> because of skelly no because of some white man in the desert who sells scully his acid yeah all right i think <laughs> you're thinking about this in different ways but hopefully you'll come around to it because it's it uh, hopefully it makes sense to our listeners right so you know obviously they're gonna hate both of us all the time it's fine that's, that's cool all right so so who was who who was inf- yours? You need to go first. Okay, that's yeah. a fact. So for me, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> so for me in this episode, the, I would give the general to to Louis because of the same reasons that you said. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, um, it she clearly held it down while Franklin, even in the mi- in the middle of a war, she held it down and she kept her sensibilities about you know, doing business. So, so when Franklin was, you know, back in charge, there was a, there was a clean transition. Yeah. There was a clean transition, but also just because of like her presence in the show, like we, you know, we had happy new years at Louis, you you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the meeting place at Louis, like a, a, a lot of the episodes centered around, uh, centered around her location and her counsel to some degree, even though she made it clear that they should have picked Scully. Um, I still think, again, I still think they did. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. So, that, and, I, and you know, I can't wait to get into that, more into that. Um, but yeah, to me, she was the general of this episode. For me, that was Reed. Okay. Um, if only because a lot of this show centers around appeasing that white boy. Mm. like you can't really piss off Reed that's true he can do what he want and you just kind of have to figure out how to deal with that right um I feel like that was that was thrown in our face a lot in this one because I feel like it's going to become a him and that and Fuentes is going to be a thing for sure because he can't behave that way with Fuentes it's not going to work because that's that's a that's one person who gets to buck back at him right and he can't do anything about it okay that's a fact. Um, That's a big fact. I think with that, I think with how they they keep insinuating that the reason they're doing well is good product. Mm-hmm. That's letting me know something's going to happen with the product. That's a fact. Yeah, um, I agree. That shit with Avi. Oh, yeah, that's a dent. Avi not pussy. He's not pussy. Avi broke, but he's not pussy. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. He doesn't lack in that department. Yeah. So he was hunting Nazis. We forgot to mention he that. He was hunting Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big. Like inglorious bastards. You feel right. me? Like, yeah. Um. So I think all that is, it, it set it up to where these are now things I'm going to pay attention to. Okay. Um. 
everybody there's always this really like i said this really important dance around reed mm-hmm. in every episode but in this one it was kind of they put it in your face on purpose right right yeah. i agree i agree okay well now that's that's a pretty good pick for 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 a general um in this episode you know the person who indirectly influenced this episode um all right so let's for our weakest link this episode like who who was pretty much like you know shitty <laughs> in the sense of like uh you know just kind of didn't really have too much of a purpose this episode and and and, and uh seemed like that they could almost be a detriment to the future dwellings of the episode child leon okay i want listen I need Leon to get down or lay down by next Wednesday at 11. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He need to pick a side, and that's earth side or six feet below yeah. by next Wednesday at 11. Mm. Uh, you know what? I'm rolling with you on that one. I'm going to roll with you. I was going to say Jerome, um, but he didn't give me enough to really solidify that. So I think I am going to go with you on Leon, even though. But we've always known this who Jerome is. Jerome ain't switch up. Yeah. He Jerome always up. been like, hey, this ain't. Yeah. I ain't signed up for this. Yeah. We hear you, my nephew, but good I ain't signed up for this. Good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I'm going to say Leon for all, the, for all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, you in the way. Yeah, you in the way. You are in the way. Okay. You're making a mess everywhere you go. Everything you touch turn to shit. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, the projects are jumping. So I mean, you know, that's turning the shit though. Like, right? I was gonna say jumping and and <laughs> when, right. when you making money in the crack game, the world around you looks crazy. So, uh, so yeah, it's jumping slash crazy. Uh, damn, yeah, that's a good point. Everything you touch does turn the shit. Does, does turn look to at shit. Wanda, bless her heart. Sheesh. But then the same could be said about Franklin. No, just his bitches turning shit. Franklin, no, I, like I, mean, I said earlier, he got the sense God gave a goat. Yeah, but if when it comes to women, if he's supplying the coat, Franklin, no, but he he's touched. not surrounded by it. Why not? Why he's not? Why Leon still in the hood every day? Yeah, but everywhere he so the, the scene when when Franklin went to go visit uh, Scully in 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 Inglewood. Remember, he was walking up the steps and he saw the lady doing crack, and and it, and it shocked him. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going out of. Well, I mean that. Leon makes a me- Leon directly makes a mess everywhere he go. Okay, I I, I think I think I understand. What I mean, you're yeah, saying. everybody here is a drug dealer, so they're right. all like they're all part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, Le- Leon makes a mess everywhere he goes. Right, I like, get it. I get it. Okay, all right, um, bet. So uh, that's that. That's that on that. And that's just that on that. <laughs> Scully gone. Anglewood to be in chaos, and I'm bleeding dry. So for the last segment of our show, uh, I think this is a kind of a cool little segment that we're that, that, that we're doing here. Six. Um, we all know that uh, Jay-Z is America's favorite alleged drug dealer. Is that is that right in saying that he's kind of like I mean, he's not my favorite, but he's a favorite, I guess. But he's like America's beloved, like like my mama knows who Jay-Z is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my mama knows who Jay-Z is. My mama don't know who Rick Ross is. My mama do, but I'm okay. a little different. All right. Yeah, your mama a gangster. My mama ain't a gangster. <laughs> Since Jay-Z is America's most beloved drug dealer, America's favorite drug dealer, um, we thought it'd be cool. And and the fact that Hove, they say Hove has a line There's for a everything. Jay-Z line for everything. There's a Jay-Z line for everything. All the things. Okay. Who better to summarize an episode of Snowfall 
than Jay-Z with a random lyric that is in his discography to help us say what the theme or the overall arching message was in this episode. And I'll start with mine. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this full circle. We opened up with the sample from Streets is watching. He has notes, by the way. I do have notes. This is, you hear this paper? I'm take this is a very <laughs> serious thing this we're is doing. Favorite part. This, this is a very serious thing we're doing here in terms of uh breaking down snowfall. So, you know, I gotta approach this like a business deal here. All right. Uh the the sample that was used in Streets is watching came comes from uh Lobby Sifri's uh I Got the Blues which was the first song that, you know, that was on when the episode came on. Mm -hmm. So the Jay-Z line that best describes this episode to me is from that song, Streets is Watching, where he says, the mind state of a nigga, uh, uh, damn, I feel so stupid reading lyrics. If the song was on, I could rap this with no problem, right? You should try to rap it anyway. Nah, because then I'll look, because then acapella, I'll look dumb as uh, No, I think you should. Like, no, just don't have. I don't have a rapper disposition. Just rap it. Okay. The mind state of a nigga. Oh damn! I he can't has do rapper it. Hands. I got, I got, I gotta. I, if the beat was on, I could do it right. He said, uh, "The mind state of a nigga who boosted the crime rate so high in one city, they sent the national guards to get me." B. Hey. <laughs> okay, so to me, that's the line that 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 sums this up. Uh, what, what's your what's your Jay Z lyric six? Nobody wins with a family fuse. Okay, I like just I'm rolling with that. Like this shit with Leon. Jerome need to go sit down somewhere that's not his life. Right. Like, I think it just shows literal family, um, man, boy, and Scully. Like, mm-hmm. shit's fucked up because the family's feuding. Like, it just it ain't had to be like this. That's a fact. That's a fact. And uh, bodies are dropping because clearly Inglewood and Compton are at war right now over a leather jacket. A leather <laughs> dog. A leather jacket. Or something of the sorts. Something just as trivial as that, apparently. So, um, I, I I think we did all right for our first episode of Snowfall. What I do you think? think? So. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, you guys followed us and uh, felt good about what we did, man. And I think you you said some things that shed some light to me, man. So, um, uh, what are you surprised? No, not at all. You're like very perceptive. Me. You're very perceptive, six. Hello. And and I hope you continue to blow the top off this joint. Um, just saying. Yeah. So that's that. I just on, flipped my ponytail. Y'all couldn't see it. But. Yeah, she definitely flipped her ponytail. You trying to give them your socials though? No. I ain't trying to, okay, I'm gonna give them my socials, man, because because <laughs> hopefully this shit blow up, and I need some followers, man. You can follow Treasy on uh on Instagram at filmmaking Treasy, or on uh, Twitter at filmmaking trees, or you know follow my podcast, man, my other podcast where we break down movies and TV shows and shit like that, called Kind of Movie Critics. Very fire, by the way. I appreciate that. You've been a guest a few times, and they've they've all been fire episodes. So um. You can follow uh, the Kind of Movie Critics on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Kind of Movie Critics uh, or on Twitter at Kind of Movie Crits, C-R-I-T-S, man. All these things would be in the... T- um, right, and the information, there you the, ep- go. the details yeah, of the episode. The description. Yeah, yeah, they shall. So we moving on to episode two now? We are moving on to episode two now. Love Bet. you lots. Grams of snow. Wow. This has been an On Ear Network production.